Welcome to another edition of Hashtag Football Friday, baby, right here on Sports Zone Chicago. You listen to Second City Sports. We're live and in living color, along with Miss Lakina McGee. I am Sydney Brown. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, it's CK80. That's S I D K I D eight zero. S I D K I D eight zero. You follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan underscore McGee on the IG. Make sure you download that Sports Zone Chicago app. You can catch uh, our show, Second City Sports, along with our other five live shows um, um, during the, during the week. If you miss them, that's okay. That's why you have that Sports Zone Chicago app. You can go and listen to any of our archive shows at your own leisure. And make sure you follow Sports Zone Chicago on all social media platforms. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Once again, at Sports Zone Chicago on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. If you want to catch the audio version of this podcast, Second City Sports, you can do so by subscribing to War on Anchor. We are available on all podcast platforms, including the iHeartRadio app. Make sure you type in those search engine boxes on those podcast platforms, W-A-R-R on Anchor. And speaking of War Media, you can also follow them on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at W-A-R-R Media. Once again, at War Media on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. And I'm sure I got all that. Mm-hmm. And make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe. Lakina, I know I stepped on your toes to come to that, but... And thank you in okay. advance for your support. Like, share, subscribe, 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 and tell your friends. We are unapologetically fun, and we have very definite opinions. Before we get started, Lakina, also we have to remind our, our, our viewers and listeners, if you want to get in contact with us or any of our topics during today's show, during our two-hour extravaganza, you can go to Facebook. Dot com backslash uh, Sports Zone Chicago. Remember, Sports Zone Chicago on Facebook, Sports Zone Chicago on Facebook, and Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. You can type in your questions or comments in the comments section, and, and we'll uh, get them up on the air for you. Lakina will post them up. But if you decide to troll and or do something stupid, Lakina will give you the beer lane beer boot. Bye-bye. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of giving folks the boot, Lakina, let's kick off this hashtag Football Friday edition of Second City Sports, the first show in the month of December, the last month of the calendar year. Uh, let's start with NBA basketball. Uh, speaking of the boot, uh, that's what the Chicago Bulls did to the New York Knicks at Madison Square Garden last night. It was a beautiful thing to watch. 119 to 115 was your final. DeMar DeRozan was the man to give for Chicago 34 points in all, including 18 in the fourth quarter. Zach Levine contributed with 27. Nikolai Vucevic, he's back. We told you guys on Monday, give him a couple more games, and he's going to be back to his old form. And you saw what he did on Monday, 31 points against Charlotte at home. And, of course, 27 points last night on the road, including five and nine for three-point range. And also, to checking in from the bench, Derrick Jones, who has been impressive filling in for Patrick Williams. He has six points off the bench, including three or three shooting. Uh, Caruso, Lakina. Again, mm-hmm. he is making a difference in 31 minutes of action. He has six points, even though he was in foul trouble. He has six assists and six rebounds, and he had a key steal down the stretch when the Knicks tied the game at 111. So yeah. right now, Lakina, I'm liking what this Bulls team is doing. We said it before. Now, this team is going to hit some adversity. They're still growing, but each time that adversity has hit them in the mouth, they come right back and give, gave it a great big punch. Right now, since they uh, last loss and that will be seven uh, days ago tomorrow. Since they lost last Saturday night against Miami, they are currently on the two-game winning streak. Yeah, it was a, actually a great game last night. Uh, the Bulls got up to, a, I believe it was a 16-point lead or 
or something like that. You know, 15 point lead, but you know, the, the Knicks were able to put a run together, you know, score 32, outscore the Bulls 32, 12, uh, 20, I should say, in the in the third. You know, what not too much damage, you know, for the you know, for the Bulls there. Um, you know, Julius uh, Julius Randle, you know, started heating up, you know, Evan Fournier started heating up as well for the for the Knicks, but you know, the Bulls were able to, you know, pull off, you know, have some pick, you know, key defense, key defensive stops late. Um, I know, um, I know uh, Caruso had a couple of steals late near mm-hmm. the end, you know, to kind of seal the win for the Bulls. So this is what you want. I mean, it, it's good to see both the Bulls and the Knicks relevant again. You know, you saw, yeah. you know, various, you know, various folks on Twitter last night. But yeah, it ended up being a great game. The Bulls are 15 and 8. They got the second best record in the East. So I think this is what you want. Look, Vucevic, you know, we're starting to see the old Vucevic, like we all respected when, when he, you know, we, when the Bulls traded them, traded him uh, last uh, season. So 27 points, you know, seven rebounds, you know, Mason, he was five, you know, he was five and nine for three point range. So for all you folks that thought that, you know, it was a waste of trade, blah, blah, blah. Y'all can chill now. Okay. Thank we you. told you on Monday that Vucevic would be coming you. around. Mm-hmm. Yes, we did. So uh, we y'all, pat ourselves y'all on the there. back. <laughs> yeah, right. We got, yeah, exactly. Uh, yes. But you know, it, look, it ended up being a, a great, you know, week for the Bulls, you know, and, and look, I think that, you know, they beat the Hornets. They were the whole, whole out the Hornets. They get a, you know, they have a tough one against the Nets, you know, in Brooklyn tomorrow. So that should be a fun one. I'm a little surprised that that's not on television, but you know, it is what it is, but you know, I think this is what you want. You This is where you want to be, you know, the first month of the season after 23 games, the Bulls are right there in second place right now. Look, we're not saying that the Bulls will be, you know, they're going to end up being the number two seed in the East. And we're not saying that, but we are saying is that this team is actually really good. The Rose been playing very well. Um, you know, Zach's been able to find that he'll be able to finally get that splint off his thumb. So he'll be able to, I noticed that last night. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, he's you know playing with two hands again. Uh, who's with the team up? Um, you know, of course, with Kobe White, unfortunately, going to be in COVID protocols for probably the next week. So, you know, guys have stepped up. You know, Alex Caruso is still doing his thing. He's kind of the unsung hero for the Bulls. And, and look, I think this, it's been a total team effort. And congrats to Billy Donovan for uh, winning NBA uh, Eastern Conference Coach of the Week. Yeah, Coach, Coach, of, the, of, the, Coach month. of the Month. Coach of the Month, I should say, honors for November. So, good. also, Monty Williams, you know, who got it for the Western Conference Course of the Suns. We'll get to them in a second. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, just a, a great team effort. And, you know, you know, Io did, so, did his thing. You know, made some key stops late. So, yeah, I think this – look, I think this is what you want. If you're a Bulls fan, you're, you should be happy where they are right now. You're listening to Second City Sports on the Hashtag Football Friday, the first show for the month of December right here on Sports Zone Chicago. We're live in 11 color. Sid LaKinney here with you. We're talking Bulls basketball right now. We'll get to the rest of the NBA in just a couple of minutes. LaKinney, as I said before, I like watching this Bulls team. And you can tell early watching that game, I, I don't know if you know this, but I know this is the Bulls got their hands on the ball. Yes. early and that's why they right. build up that 19 point lead the Knicks got back in the game because the Bulls started to turn the ball over and the Knicks started to get some scoring from Julius Randle the last time that the Bulls faced the Knicks a couple of weeks ago on the Sunday night that you see Julius Randle scored 34 points he scored 30 this time but 
Uh, the Knicks got also got back in the game with uh, Alec Burks with 16 points. They had a couple of uh, three-pointers there in that third mm-hmm. quarter. Of course, Kimball Walker is out of the rotation. He's still dealing with, with his uh, knee issues. You have Evan Fournier had 16 points, including 4-10 shooting from a three-point range for the Knicks. Also, Derrick Rose, Chicago's very own, contributed mm-hmm. with 16 points off the bench. And Taj Gibson was ejected early in the game. That Now, that second offensive foul call, that was a moving screen, like Stacey yeah. Keith said on the Bulls telecast. Like, he did, like, yeah, he did get went off and yeah. he got out the game. But also, uh, Obi Toppin, he had eight points, but I know he – uh, we talked about him uh, last year, like, you know, he was, you know, of course, he's the second year star out of Dayton. Uh, he was very aggressive last night. I know it was a couple of alley-oops, uh, and he thought that he got fouled on, but, you know, the the Knicks kept playing. They actually took the lead twice in that fourth quarter, but the Bulls found a way to win down the stretch, and I, I, we like this Bulls team scoring-wise, Lakina, but Billy Donovan's calling card is defense. Uh, you can struggle scoring. I don't care what era you're talking about, uh, the 50s, 80s, 90s, 70s, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are going to go hot and cold shooting-wise. But uh, And I like this tone that Billy Donovan has set for this Bulls team. Yeah, your offense is going to go cold, but if you're not aggressive defensively, you cannot play defense, you're not going to remain on the floor. You're coming out the game, and that's what I like. Yeah, and I think, you know, and look, he's not, you know, he does he's not one of those guys, you know, he's not like a hard ass, if you will, but he will call he he won't call you out in the media. That's not that's never been his style. So mm-hmm. and and I think look, the players love playing for him. I think he loves, you know, coaching, you know, coaching them. And now that he has the the personnel to, you know, play and you know to do. And and look, I, I think you know, look, the, the Bulls are gonna have struggles, they're gonna have runs. It's the NBA. Well, we'll talk about one team that went on a big run in a second, but you know, this is kind of what you want if you're if you're the Bulls. I mean, yeah, you're gonna, you know, yeah, you're gonna give up some leads. It's gonna give up size. You still you're still missing that that great interior guy up front. But you know, the good news is that you guys can compensate. You have DeRozan who can shoot from the inside and outside. You have Vucevic that can also mm-hmm. that's also very who's also very versatile. Versatile. You know, I can't talk for some reason. Uh, look, you know, <laughs> Zach Zach is doing his thing now. Now that he's gonna be able to you know get that split off his son, he'll be actually able to shoot a little more freely again. So. You know, and you got guys stepping up. You know, Io, Io, um, you know, Troy Brown Jr., uh, Derrick Jones Jr. has been, you know, it's been pretty solid. Of course, you know, Caruso. So it's it's really one of those things where you're getting contributions from various guys, and if you're the Bulls, that's what you want. You have a lot of depth there. You can kind of, you know, you know, Coach Donovan can play around with the different pieces, you know, as he wishes, and that's a good thing if you want, you know, if you're the Bulls. Yes, it's a good thing if you're Chicago. As I said before, the, the defense is their calling card, and we know this team can score, but if you get shut teams down defensively, you'll go a long way. Now, uh, before we move on, I want to ask you, what percentage uh, chance that you give the Bulls to beat the Nets in, in Brooklyn tomorrow night? I think they have a, uh, more than a decent chance to do it. I know it's a regular season. I'm sure Brooklyn um, won't take it as seriously, of course. They're missing Kyrie Irving, yes. of course, uh, for other reasons. But besides that, both these teams would be pretty much healthy. I know the Bulls, uh, Patrick Williams will not be back for the rest of the season. And Kobe White is in, in COVID protocols. But both teams are pretty much healthy uh, as far as, far as uh, coming into this uh, second full month of the season. What percentage of, of a chance would, they, would you give the Bulls to beat the Nets tomorrow night? I'd give them at least a 60% chance, 70%. Yeah, I think that's 
that's probably around there. I probably about 60, 65, I think. I think they have a shot. I mean, I know some people, are, you know, of course, Bulls fans are gonna look at this and say, is this gonna be like the litmus test? You know, how they you know how they stack up against the Nets. I mean, not really. I mean, look, it's a regular season game in early December. <laughs> I mean, look, they'll, they'll they'll play again a couple of times. If they lose, great, but I don't think they're gonna get blown out. This is not, you know, as our big as our buddy Big Dave Watson would say, I mean, the, <laughs> this is not this is not the same Bulls team from a couple of years ago where you can go to the club and you know kind of sleepwalk and you know like <laughs> 20 or 30 points that's not the case anymore they've got all-stars they've got guys that can contribute they've got a rookie in io that can you know contribute as well and guys on the off the bench you know alice caruso and Derek jones jr so look i'm sure steve nash will have you know, i'm sure kd and harden i'm sure they'll be ready for this game uh, that's why i'm surprised that this game is not gonna be on television not gonna be on nba tv but you know what it should be a lot of fun so i can't wait I can't wait. It'll be live on TV in, in my house for sure. <laughs> so, <laughs> right, that's so, true. And, and of course, our, if you're listening to us in the Chicago lane there, you can watch that game on NBC Sports Chicago tomorrow night at 7 p.m. Of course, if you're around uh, listening and watching us around the country, you can watch that game on NBA Glee Pass. If you're in New York City, you happen to be watching and listening to us, you can watch that on the Yes Network. Shout out yeah. to hometown girl Sarah Kustak on the color hey, analyst Sarah. there. Now, Lakina, you're listening to Sega City Sports live in Living Color for a hashtag Football Friday right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Say Lakina here with you. Now, Lakina, let's go to the other uh, big news in the NBA this week. Of course, LeBron James missed Tuesday's game at Sacramento. Of course, the Lakers came back and won thanks to a big third quarter. Mm -hmm. Now, tonight's game against the Los Angeles Clippers was supposed to be on ESPN. ESPN opted out for. Suns and Warriors will get to the Tuesday game in just a moment. But uh, do you think that ESPN jumped the gun on this one? LeBron James, yeah, he tested uh, he tested positive for the uh, COVID-19. Of course, he had two uh, two negative tests in a row. He Now he's, uh, LeBron James is going to be available to play tonight against the Clippers. Do you think yeah. ESPN jumped the gun here? I think they did. I think they. Uh, I think they got scared when they saw. Oh, okay. You know. You know. You have AD. You have Westbrook. You know, mm -hmm. Carmelo on the Lakers. I guess LeBron is kind of like the star. So I think they thought. Oh no! And then you know they. they it's not that they flexed it for like you know the Kings or like you know the Rockets or anything like anything like that. They did flex it for the Warriors and the Suns. You know, we'll get to that game in a second. But like you said, but. Yeah, I think they kind of jumped the gun. It seems like you know it was a false positive on LeBron's part because he kept saying that he didn't have any symptoms. So I, I guess you know he had like he four... the Nick Saban treatment. I'm false yeah. positive. I'm straightened. Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, yeah, he had yeah he had like about five negative tests, five negative tests in a row. I guess that's that's mm -hmm. the that's the protocol because you know to make sure it is a false if it is or is mm -hmm. a false positive. It turns out that it was. So you know maybe they did, but uh yeah, but it, it should be a great one at that. At the same time, I'm not going to call it that corporate name. Not going to do it. <laughs> I'm going to have that game on in my lap in my uh, laptop here. Same so, here. <laughs> yeah, so I'll be watching that back and forth, watching the uh, Suns and Warriors. So yeah, so yeah, I think they jumped the gun a, a bit. And, and speaking of the Phoenix Suns, uh, they are currently on the 18 game win streak. So they're going. They're going for number 19 tonight against the Warriors in a rematch from Tuesday. Of course, Tuesday's contest saw the Phoenix Suns coming from behind to defeat the Warriors 104 to 96 for the Warriors uh, on Tuesday. Draymond Green had eight points. Steph Curry only had 12. He struggled shooting from the field, including three or 14 for three point range. On the flip side for the Suns, Devin Booker uh, went out with an injury a quarter and a half into the game. 
But picking up the swag was DeAndre Ayton, who was mic'd up for that game. He had 24 mm-hmm. points and 11 rebounds. Uh, CP3, Chris Paul, for those of you scoring at home, had 15 points to go with 11 assists. And then you, you had uh, Johnson coming off the bench at 29 minutes of action, scoring 14 points. Lakina, I know people want to count the Phoenix Suns out. It was a miracle run last year. They're not as good as they were last year. Yes, they're on the current 18-game uh, um, um, winning streak as of this broadcast, but uh, they're going to be a team to reckon with. Uh, will they make it to the finals again? Who knows? But you cannot take take this team lightly. Yeah, and and look, you know, shout out to the Suns for able to do that without uh, you know Devin Booker, like you said, you mm-hmm. know the hamstring. I think he should be clear tonight, but I guess they're still they may ha- they may have him limited. But you know the fact that they won 18 in a row. That's no slouch. Mm-hmm. And I think people were, you know, they went over three in the first, you know, week of the season. People were already freaking out, like, oh, you know, they took mm-hmm. advantage of, you know, some of the other uh, injuries and some of the other Western teams. They took advantage of it. They're a flu, blah, blah, blah. No, I think they're showing you that that's a pretty good Suns team. I mean, you know, eight and stepped up, you know, when Booker, you know, went out. Of course, CP3 did his thing, you know, Jake Crowder. You know, mm-hmm. people forget that that was a big pickup for, for them. Cam Johnson contributed off the bench. So, yeah, so they've got guys, and also JaVale McGee, too. So they've got guys there that can kind of, you know, pick up the slack. And I think that's a good thing. I think that was the one thing that was missing in last year's finals. But, yeah, I think – and, look, Monty Williams is testament to him and what a great coaching job he's done. So mm-hmm. I think this people are showing you why, yeah, the Suns are legitimate, folks. Yes, they are. Uh, a couple of the games to highlight from from this past week, of course, uh, uh, from Wednesday's action, the Hawks get back on track with the 114-111 win at Indiana. Of course, the Celtics uh, get by the 76ers, 88-87. to And the Milwaukee Bucks, I know Giannis sat last night as Toronto uh, defeated the Bucks uh, in Toronto, 97-93. But the Bucks, uh, the night before, they defeated the Hornets in a classic game, 127-125. to But check out uh, this score. The Cavaliers defeated the Heat, 111-85. to I know Jimmy Butler's hurt. He's not going to play tonight yeah. due to a tailbone injury. But Cleveland, uh, I'm not saying they're a top team in the East, as we told you guys a few weeks ago. They could be a surprise team right now, even though they're playing without Colin Sexton, who's probably out for the year with an injury. Uh, yeah. This Cleveland team is is not as bad as people think. Yeah, no, they're not. And I think they've looked. They've got a lot of great young uh, guys there on the team. And our, our girl, Lana Techeyer, who's a big Heat fan, and she wasn't very happy, too. I know she's, of course, she's bummed that, you know, Jimmy's going to be out for a couple mm-hmm. of weeks with that uh, that terrible injury. But they've got, they've got guys, you know, they've got guys there. I mean, you know, the you know, Jared Allen, uh, Evan Mobley, the rookie mm-hmm. out of USC, you know, he's been contributing. Kevin Love is showing you that he still got a little bit of something. He led the way in scoring with 22 off the bench for them. So <laughs> I, I know, right? I know, crazy, yeah. right? So uh, yeah, but look, they've got a look. They're 12 and 10. Do I think they could kind of you know be right there in the conversation for the play-in? Maybe, but again, you know, still got a lot. Look, we still we're about like 23, 24 games in, so. Still got still got a lot of season left to play, but you know, and also too, like like, like you said, so they benefit from Jimmy being out, so that's why they were able to Miami mm-hmm. Miami lost to the Cavs handily as they did. But they looked really, you know, they looked really good. So we'll see. I mean, I think people should not be, uh, you know, looking past the Cavs. You have a question or comment for us on this topic at VMV Topics during today's show. You can go to Sports Zone Chicago on Facebook or Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comment section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. Uh, Lakina, we have a couple minutes left before we, uh, we hit the bottom of the hour break. Let's highlight some key games uh, for the weekend in the National Basketball Association, starting with tonight. The first game of the ESPN doubleheader will have 
the Philadelphia 76ers at the Atlanta Hawks at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. At the same time, we'll have the Brooklyn Nets hosting the Minnesota Timberwolves. Minnesota's at 11-11 right now. Of course, if you're a Bulls fan, you know, you're hoping that Minnesota wins or at least give the Nets a tough game because the Nets will be playing in a back-to-back yeah. <laughs> uh, tomorrow night when they yes. host Chicago. At 6 o'clock, we have the Heat at the Pacers. Of course, the Heat will not have Jimmy Butler in the lineup tonight. Speaking of the Cavaliers, they'll travel to our nation's capital to face the Wizards at 6 p.m. Moving down the schedule at 8 o'clock, we'll have Boston at Utah. Suns and the Warriors uh, will be the ESPN nightcap tonight at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time. And at that same time, I'm with you, Lakina, on this computer screen, we'll have the Clippers and the <laughs> Lakers. Yeah, great slate of games, especially the late games tonight. It should be a lot of fun. We'll see if Steph... I mean, hopefully Steph won't have the same, you know, won't struggle like he did a couple of days ago against the yeah. Suns. So I'm sure it's going to be a different story now that they're, that they're it's going to be in their court. So we'll see what happens. Um, tomorrow's games should be some couple of good ones. Of course, Denver and the Knicks. That's a noon a noon game. So uh, make sure you guys try out if you can. Of course, the Bulls and the Nets. We'll see if the Nets how much energy they have. You know, playing you know Minnesota. Hey, Carl Anthony Towns and the, and the T Wolves. Don't you know? Don't let us <laughs> worry about it a little bit. <laughs> uh, Miami and Milwaukee. Of course, you know Jimmy will not you know will not be playing. So you know we'll, we'll see. And you know, also Bam is out, like he like you said, two sit. So it could Bam be out another. of bio, yeah. But that, yeah, so I believe that thumb another, injury, I believe. Yeah. yeah, so it could be another bad one for the Heat. I hope hope Alana is prepared for it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Memphis and Dallas. I mean Memphis. I don't think they're look. I don't think Memphis is going to score 152 points like they did last night against the uh, the Thunder. I'm I, I'm going to go on a limb and say that they're not. I don't think Luka, <laughs> I don't think Luka don't Jason Hardaway Jr. and and the gang. I don't think they're going to let him do that. I don't think Jim, Jason Kidd will let the Mavs them do that to his Mavs team. But yeah, it should be a fun one. And what an impressive performance there! That the fact they were able to do that without John Morant. I mean, he's banged yeah. up right now. So you know, kudos to them. I know I know OKC is is tanking, but come on. But uh, yeah, going back you know, in business, San Antonio, of course, the Warriors are back at it as they host the, uh, the Spurs tomorrow. Uh, Spurs coming off a big win against Portland. Speaking of Portland, they host uh, Boston to hopefully you know, get back on track there. And yeah, the no Clippers, Damian Lillard for that one. Hmm. Yeah, so you know that's been you know, a tough one for them. Uh, and uh, the Clippers and the, and the Kings. Yeah, it's a rematch from the game from this past Tuesday. Of course, the uh, Kings upset the Clippers at Staples Center. We're not going to call it their corporate name. No, we're so. not. No, we are not. So, <laughs> excuse me. So, that's your Saturday uh, lineup in the NBA. Let's go to Sunday. Uh, only a, a, about four games here. The uh, Utah at Cleveland at 2.30. The Hornets will take on the Hawks at 5 o'clock. The Rizzers and the Raptors at the same time. And then, of course, you have the Zion Williams and Les. New Orleans Pelicans visiting the Houston Rockets at six. So there's a light schedule uh, for Sunday in the NBA. So that's your uh, weekend uh, games for, for the association. And also too, it's unfortunate, you know, Zion had a setback. So, you know, mm -hmm. it's something else. So I don't know. I hope, hope we can get it. We can see him on the court soon, but yeah, it's going to be tough. Yeah. Hopefully we'll see him on the court soon. On the flip side, we'll, uh, get into our hashtag football Friday portion of the program. We'll have hey. championship Saturday coming up uh, in the world of college football. We have a couple of games tonight. The rest of the slate is tomorrow. We'll break down the key uh, matchups for those games. And could we see another big shift in the college football playoff top four? Hmm. 
We'll give you an inside look at that one and plus a whole lot more. Along with Lakina McGee, I am Sydney Brown. You listen to a hashtag football Friday edition of Second City Sports live in Living Color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. AutomotiveMap.com presents the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. Rumors swirling that Bears head coach Matt Nagy could be fired after tomorrow's game. It's an 11.30 a.m. kickoff at Detroit. The Lions are 0-9-1. The Bears looking to snap a five-game losing skid. When asked about it, Nagy said, That is not accurate. You know, I have not, um, you know, I have great communication with ownership with George and Ted and, and Ryan, but uh, I have not had any discussions. On the NBA scoreboard tonight, the Bulls visit the Rockets. Chicago 12-6, third in the Eastern Conference. The Rockets just 1-16. They've lost 15 straight. NHL on Tuesday, the Flames beat the Blackhawks 5-2. Reese Johnson and Brandon Hagel with the goals for Chicago. 34 saves for Marc-Andre Fleury. The Hawks drop to 6-11-2. They'll take on the Blues Friday afternoon at United Center. It's a noon puck drop. For lightning fast sports updates, download the Score app. It's free and one of the most popular sports apps in North America. I'm Chuck Sanders. That's the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. When you need auto parts, O'ReillyAuto.com is just a few clicks away. We offer convenient options for you to get your parts quickly. Order online and pick up for free at your local O'Reilly Auto Parts store. We'll even bring it out curbside. Or you can have your parts delivered right to your door with free shipping on most orders over $35. Visit O'ReillyAuto.com. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Finally. A bed that senses snoring and automatically responds. Meet the Ergo Smart Base from Tempur-Pedic. Our first system that detects snoring, then automatically adjusts by raising the bed. Get your best sleep all night, every night. Now, save up to $500 on select adjustable mattress sets during the Tempur-Pedic Black Friday event. Get full offer details at TempurPedic.com. Welcome back to Hashtag Football Friday, the first show for the month of December right here on Sports Zone Chicago. You're listening to Second City Sports Live and in Living Color, along with Lakina McGee. I am Sydney Brown. Lakina, we'll get to the other big news uh, in just a moment from the world of college football. But first, it is Championship Saturday. We have a couple Yay! of games tonight. I know this is your, one of your favorite times of year as a sports fan. Lakina, you are our college sports, college football guru and the uh, we'll get we'll get into the college football playoff picture in, in just a moment i think things will shape up again one more time because right now you have cincinnati michigan alabama and georgia those are your top four teams in the country currently in the college football playoff will things change me personally i think they will but we'll see what happens as championship uh saturday will take place tomorrow but we have a couple big games tonight like you know as far as uh conferences are concerned we'll start off with the conference usa uh, uh championship game that's tonight at 6 p.m on cbs sports network we have the redstone kentucky hilltoppers taking on the university of texas san antonio roadrunners beep beep yeah uh, the roadrunners <laughs> lost a tough one uh last saturday so you got a one you know so you kind of have to wonder, are they going to kind of to the uh, fighting Lena Rahimi is a North Texas, you know, North Texas Green Wave. So, you know, I know she was happy when they I, if you saw uh, what happened, I know she uh, mean green, I should say, of North Texas. Mm-hmm. I got to get that right. Uh, but uh, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see uh, where their mindset's going to be. Oh, that's a uh, Western Kentucky is pretty good as well. 
There are no slouches either. They're eight and four. They finished first in their conf- uh, uh, their division, you know, Conference USA East division. So this should be a good one tonight at six o'clock, you know, early one. So if you guys have CBS Sports Network, make sure you check it out. Yeah, watch out for Jerry Stearns, the star wide receiver for Western Kentucky. He has 127 yes. catches on the year, over 1,500 yards and 12 touchdowns. But their stud quarterback, Bailey Zapp, he has yes. over 4,900 yards passing and 52 touchdowns. Amazing. Plus- yeah, the, the scouts are looking at both of them, so that's why West Kentucky is where they're at right now. Yeah, so. I was going to ask you about Zep. I know this this is not – I know we get into a little draft talk here a, a little bit, but do you <laughs> think Zep would be the top quarterback taken in the, in the NFL he's draft? Yeah, or? he's definitely up there. I think he's a senior, so, yeah, he's definitely okay. up there in, like, the top prospects. I think he's a ju- – I think he's either a redshirt junior or a senior, so I'm not really sure. But, yeah, yeah, he's getting a lot of profit. And the wide receiver, too, you just mentioned, so – you know, this should be a good one tonight in San Antonio. If so. you're if you're a Chicago's Bears fan, should you be watching out for at least a wide receiver? Maybe. Just saying. Maybe. Yeah, Just saying. Absolutely. <laughs> footnote. Footnote. <laughs> At 7 o'clock on ABC, we'll have the Pac-12 championship uh, for the second year in a row. The Utah, Utah Utes will take on the Oregon Ducks, who are ranked number 10 in the country. Utah is ranked number 17. Coming into this game, uh, your uh, quarterback matchup. Uh, Anthony Brown for Oregon. He has 15 touchdown passes on the year. Uh, their stud running back, Travis Dye, has 14 rushing touchdowns on the year. And their stud wide receiver, Devin Williams, has 34 catches and four touchdowns. Lakina, Oregon, I know they're 10 and 2. Utah's 93, but let's focus in on Oregon. Uh, they had their chance to state their claim as far as keeping their spot uh, for the uh, national uh, championship. Oh, well, yeah, uh, that's <laughs> gone now, but. Do you think they'll end the season, uh, at least the regular season portion of their schedule, on a high note? Because I don't think it's going to be a runaway as people would make it out to be. Well, remember, too, this is kind of like a revenge game for uh... – hold on, folks. <laughs> Sorry, kids. <laughs> Sorry about that, folks. Uh, my plug fell. But, uh, yeah, this – yeah, oh, you wonder if this is going to be a revenge game for Oregon after what Utah did to them last uh, couple of weeks back so i'm mm-hmm. sure they're gonna want their revenge and look they still got a lot to play for they can get into a new york six game perhaps maybe go to uh the rose bowl so orca still has a lot of incentive to place uh, to be able to play this game that's year. also too they want to do i think it's like the second straight year they'd be going for the patrol the conference championship so yeah i think absolutely i think this is not going to be the yeah. blowout that a lot of people thought it probably will be so yeah it should be a fun one tonight in vegas so i'm sure it's gonna be a lot of gambling going on with this game so Oh Should yeah, one. Should be a fun one. I, I look. I don't think it's going to be a blow. And I think, look, Oregon. Like I said, they have, still have a lot of incentive to play this. So, this should be. A, it should be a fun score. It, it might be. It might be a different story. Yeah, the over and under total for this one is fifty-seven and a half, and Utah is favored by three. Well, I think the under on both. We'll see. All right. Now let's go to Saturday's action tomorrow. 11 o'clock on ABC, the Dr. Pepper Big 12 Championship game. Number nine, Baylor Bears will travel to Arlington, Texas to take on the number five ranked Oklahoma State Cowboys. Of course, Oklahoma State upset Oklahoma at home last Saturday night. Uh, Baylor has been up there all year. They're 10 and 2, 7 and 2 in the Big 10, while OK State is 8 and 1 in the Big 12. I don't know if Oklahoma State can make their case to sneak into that college football playoff, but they can make their case uh, with the win tomorrow, putting themselves at 12 and 1. The over under for this one is 46 and a half. OKC is favored by five and a half. 
Yeah, this is coming from a game that they played a few weeks back uh, early in the in conference play. So, yeah, this is going to be a very interesting game. I mean, uh, Oklahoma State beat Baylor 24-14. Uh, Spencer Sanders were able to overcome uh, three interceptions. So they were able to get – it was actually their defense that kind of helped them, you know, propel them in that game. Of course, you know, like I said, Sanders had those three interceptions. So we'll see if it's a, if it's a different story. I mean, look, OK State's like there's – Six, I believe, in the no, they're fifth in the uh in the mm-hmm. college football playoffs. So if you're Mike Gundy, you're gonna tell your guys, look, if we beat Baylor and if we beat them handily, this will be the first time that you know I think Oklahoma State has won the uh, Big Twelve championship in like in a few years. So yeah, and they could probably sneak in there too. I mean, you beat the, a top ten team twice, so yeah. I don't know. I mean, you you beat you know two top ten teams the last couple of weeks, one for the conference championship. You know, if you can, mm-hmm. like if they beat, if they can beat them pretty handily, you know, maybe they can make a case for them. Yeah, a couple of things going to have to have to happen. We'll get into those scenarios in just a moment. So right. that's the Big Twelve Championship tomorrow at eleven o'clock on ABC. At the same time, at the same time, hold. On, let me close this. At the same time, <laughs> the match oh, these computers. Yeah, the match so championship, the yes. Championship. Northern and taking place at Ford Field in Detroit, Michigan. The Northern Illinois Huskies at eight and four and six and two in the conference. They'll host Kent State. They're checking in at seven and five record, six and two in the MAC Lakina. I know Kent State is favored by three and a half. The over under is 74 and a half. But uh Northern Illinois has been that surprise team all year long. Uh, they caught uh their schedule was a favorable schedule. I know they uh they lost the, their their last game by double digits, but mm-hmm. I think this team is going to be uh, focused here. I know they've been here before as a school the uh, last couple of times, but I think Northern Illinois uh, can handle can say it's going to be a good game. But I think Northern Illinois will come out out of the gate with the win. As yeah, as long as they don't turn the ball over, that's sort of like been kind of like the thing with them. You know, that's how it was mm-hmm. with some of their losses. Kent State, uh, Kent State's still a pretty formidable. Uh, they got to slow down uh, Marquez Cooper, who I think was like who I think like led the conference in rushing, I believe, or was right up there in rushing. So they're gonna mm-hmm. have to slow him down. The golden flashes of Kent State. So it's gonna be very interesting though with this game. Yeah, so Marquez I, Cooper. Yeah, so it's gonna be yeah. Mar- did I say Marquise or Marquez? I think I saw. I think mm-hmm. I said I said, I said Marquez, but yeah, my bad. But uh, yeah, I, I mean it, it. It should be a really good game. So we'll see. I mean, look, weird things happen at Four Field and that Mac, mm-hmm. you know, championship game. So we'll see. It should be a lot of fun. Tomorrow at two o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time on Fox, we'll have the U- Utah State. They're nine and three, six and ten in the Mountain West. They'll take on the number 19 ranked team in the country, the San Diego State Aztecs. They're checking in at 11-1, 7-1 in the Mountain West. This game will take place at Dignity Health Sports Park in Carson, California. San Diego State is favored by 60. Over-under total is 50. Lakina, I know you love your West Coast football. No, will this be a blowout for San Diego State or will no. Utah State? Utah no, State, you, you they'll give them a shot? Yeah, no, yeah, Aggies, go okay. Aggies. I mean, look, Logan Bonner, okay. who has thirty-two touchdown passes, I think he lead. I think he led the um the conference there, or, or right up there. So they they like to throw the ball, you know, they, they throw the ball well, and and look, they're and look, San Diego State's San Diego State's more of like a rushing team. So this is going to be a very interesting uh, game, and it could be you know the, you know, the error rate attack of Utah State, or will it be kind of like the grinded out you know defense, you know, ground game for the Aztecs? 
two very different styles, you know, and I'm glad they're getting, getting the, uh, the national treatment on Fox. So it should, it should be, a, look, this should be another uh, entertaining game, you know, in a, in a smaller conference. At 2.30 on ESPN, we have Appalachian State 7-1 in the Sun Belt, 10-2 overall. They'll take on Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns. They're ranked number 24 in the country. They are checking in at 11-1, 8-0 in Sun Belt play. So this is the Sun Belt Championship game. Appalachian State is favored by three. The overall under total is 53. Lakina, uh, Louisiana has been coming on for the last couple of weeks. Does Appalachian State have a chance? I mean, look, they uh, they actually Appalachian State lost to Louisiana pretty handily earlier this season, forty one thirteen. I mean, will that be a different story tonight uh, on uh, tomorrow? I should say, we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, this, this is not the first time these two teams have played against each other. These two teams are very familiar with one another, so I think they I think this is like the second or the third time in the last like five years these two teams have played each other for uh, the Sun Belt Championship. You know, I think each is one. I think like it hasn't been like you know a, a one sided. So, you know, we'll we'll see. I mean, we'll see if Appalachian can avenge that early season loss against uh, the Raging Cages of Louisiana. You're listening to Second City Sports on the hashtag Football Friday. We're live and in living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Sid Lakina here with you as we preview Championship Saturday from the world of college football. You have a question or comment for us uh, during this half hour? You can type in your questions or comments in the comment section. Go to Sports Zone Chicago's Facebook page or Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. Place your questions or comments in the comment section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. Now let's go to the prime time games. Lakina it's starting at three o'clock tomorrow on CBS. We have the SEC Championship game in the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, in Hotlanta, the dirty south, as the kids will call it. Number mm. one, Georgia. Uh, this will be a home game for them. They are 12-0, 8-0 in the SEC, uh, hosting the number three-ranked team, Alabama Crimson Tide. Uh, Alabama's checking in at 11-1, 7-1 in the SEC. Georgia's favored by 6.5. The over-under total is 49.5. Lakina, we talked about this on Monday's show. Uh, Georgia, uh, no matter what happens in this game, hopefully they don't, won't get blown out. But no matter what happens, they're in the national college football playoff. For Alabama, if they win this game, they are definitely in. If, if they lose or get embarrassed, uh, I don't know how they're going to get in with, with a two-loss record, to be honest with you. Yeah, that's always that's going to be like the number one question, the million-dollar question, right? A whole I mean, lot of teams hoping that Alabama will lose, so all eyes will lose, be on this game. Yeah, either lose or lose, you know, terribly. And mm-hmm. look, Stetson, you know, Stetson, you know, Stetson Bennett, you know, Bryce, you know, Bryce Young. I know some people say this could be like his chance of going, you know, stealing the Heisman Trophy. You know, should they win this game? You know, you know Zamir Reich, who's their running back. Also, too, you got Brian. You know, Brian Robinson Jr. So, yeah, so on the defense, Georgia has, a, like, one of the top defenses in the country. So this is – look, this could be one of those things. Look, we saw that – look, you know, A&M gave you the formula, and if, and if Auburn had that not running back not, you know, went out of bounds for them, you know, this would be a different story right now. But, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I mean, weird things happen. And I think – look, I think Georgia knows that this is their, this is their, their time and this is their shot. So I think their defense is definitely going to slow down that Alabama offense. And I'm not going to say it's going to be a blowout, but I will say it's going to get very interesting. I have Georgia winning this game, Lakina. Uh, Alabama, uh, they they came back with a vengeance to beat Auburn last week, both through the first three quarters. They looked terrible. They got out of there with the win last week. I think that's going to catch up to them. Like you said, Georgia's on a mission. Their defense has been outstanding all year. So, And this is a home game for them, I know. They've been in this situation a few times before, and uh, Georgia has come up short. But I don't think it's happening this time. I'm, I got Georgia winning. I won't be surprised if they won big, but 
I do have them winning this ball game. They may barely even cover, but have Georgia winning this one. At the same time on ABC, 3 o'clock tomorrow, we have number 21, the Houston Cougars. They'll take on the number four ranked team in the country, the Cincinnati Bearcats. Houston's 11-1 on the year 8-0 in an American Athletic Conference. Cincinnati also posts the same record in the American Athletic Conference. Cincinnati is favored by 10.5. The over-under total is 52. Houston's one of those teams that has been sneaky good all year, Lakina. Cincinnati, simple. You win, you're in the National College Football Playoff. Simple, very simple, right? Uh, yeah. Look, Clay, yeah. Look, I mean, the the, the quarterback match is pretty even. Of course, we all know about Spencer. I mean, Desmond Ritter, I should say. You know, twenty seven mm -hmm. touchdowns and eight interceptions. But Clayton Tune, who is a, a, a great quarterback from Houston, he's pretty good too. He has twenty six touchdowns and eight interceptions. You know, it's going to be the the run game. I I think you know with Jerome Flo Jerome Jerome Ford. Also, to their defense, Houston's defense is actually pretty good. So. We'll see what they uh, what they can do against that offense. But, yeah, I mean, I don't think – yeah, I think – look, I'm sure Luke Fickle will have his guys ready for this game. And, and look, it, like you said, it's a simple it's a simple math. You win and you're in. And But, look, I'm sure Houston – Houston's been in his spot. Dana Holgerson, you know, he's pulled off a few upsets in his day when he was at West Virginia. So, we'll both see if he can do it to, you know, tomorrow. But, yeah, this should be a good one in Cincy. A uh, whole lot of eyes will be on that game. A whole lot of eyes will be on this game from Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis, Indiana, 7 p.m. on Fox tomorrow. We'll have number two ranked Michigan Wolverines after beating Ohio State finally in the Jim Harbaugh era. And they'll they'll take over the number 13 ranked Iowa Hawkeyes. Shout out to our uh, 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 our friends of the program and fellow alumnus, uh, Alyssa Berger, Meany, and Maya Kai. She came back this morning on, on the Sean and Maya show. For those of you guys that missed it, go to Sports on Chicago's app and make sure you uh, listen and watch that episode from earlier today. Uh, Michigan is favored by 11. The over over the over under total is 43 and a half. Lakina, you can make a case for both sides. Iowa. Uh, Maybe they, um, many people thought they were going to uh, be here, but they struggled in the middle of the part of the season. But they finished the regular season with a 10 and 3 mark. Of course, Michigan on the flip side, they finally beat Ohio State, beat them in their backyard by double digits. Um, many people think that they put all their energy in Ohio State and they won't be ready for this game. Me personally, I wanted to see Michigan and Wisconsin, but or Wisconsin uh, did a, a mental boo boo at Minnesota last week, Wait so that's day, why yeah. they're not there. <laughs> But, yeah. but with that being said, I still believe this is going to be a good ball game. I expect Michigan to win another simple uh, task for the Michigan Wolverines. They're number two ranked team in the country. Simply win and you're in the national yeah, football playoff, college football yeah, I, playoff. Yeah, I can understand why some people feel that way that they mentally they may not they may not be you know you know exhausted because they put all their energy towards the Ohio State game. But they're number two in the uh, college football playoff, which is the, this is the first for them. So. You know, winning their in, and I think look, they got a lot of this of there. Uh, they're actually going to dedicate this game to, uh, of course, the tragedy that happened over mm -hmm. at Oxford High School and just outside Detroit. You know, our thoughts of first go out to the, you know, the four young people, the families of four young people who lost their lives there and that senseless tragedy. So, I think if anything, that that might give a little bit of incentive incentive to play you know, this game. So, and it's also it's a, it's a win in their in, in scenario. 
Mm-hmm. I I don't think the I don't think that Iowa defense will be able to uh, to slow down Hassan Haskins. I just don't think it's going to happen if they go, if they stick to what they've done against Ohio State. I mean, remember they, these two did not play early in the year, so we'll see. Yeah, you know what, what they can do. But yeah, if they can do what they're supposed to do, if they can get their defense to slow down, you know, they got a pretty solid you know running back in Tyler Goodson for Iowa. So if they can slow, if the defense can do their thing, they should the the the, the championship is theirs. Yeah, for Michigan, as I said before, we talked about it on Monday, Shirley King. They got after C.J. Stroud early, and that's what uh, had Ohio State uh, uh, playing on their heels. I expect the same performance tomorrow night. Iowa's a good team, but I think Michigan will do enough just to win that game. Will it be by 11 points? Who knows? But I expect Michigan to win as Jim Harbaugh will make his ever first ever appearance in the college football playoff. At the same, So a lot of eyes will be on this game. Excuse me. At the same time on ABC, we'll have the ACC championship game. I don't think either of these teams will play for the college football playoff. But then again, you never know. Number 16, Wake Forest, they check in with a 10-2 mark, 7-1 at ACC. And they'll play against the number 15, Pittsburgh Panthers. They're checking in with a 10-2 record, also 7-1 in the ACC. Pittsburgh's favored by three. The overall on the total is 71. Yeah, I don't think anybody had either one of these teams, you know, playing for the ACC championship. I think this would be the first for both of them. Whoever yeah, no Clemson. <laughs> yeah, no Clemson, no Miami, no North Carolina. I don't think yeah. I don't think anybody thought that it would be either one of these teams. But hey, you know, you'll you'll take it. You don't apologize. Uh, Kenny Pickett, you know, he's he's you know passed all the passing records, you know, from Dan Marino and and yeah. it's like from uh, any fans, like I should say, from uh, from the early '90s. So. That's been around for a minute. And look, that should be a great quarterback matchup. Um, Pittsburgh doesn't allow a lot of rushing yards. They have a really good defense. So that's why I, that's why I can kind of see why the Pittsburgh hat is the favorite. But it should be a good one. So I hope people will check it out. I mean, look, the, you know, these two are really good teams. They deserve to be in the ACC championship. So give you guys a chance, folks. At 10 o'clock tomorrow on FS1, we'll have the U. Uh, this will be a makeup game. From yes. early in the season, USC will get to them in a minute. They made some news off the field. Uh, USC will play California in, in the uh, in the makeup game. California is favored by four and a half. The over on the total is fifty seven and a half. Uh, we'll I'll just give you my prediction. Whoever's favored, they'll win that game. So I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Look, right. you know, any thoughts on this game before we move on to other news in the college football world? Yeah, so yeah, it's gonna be very interesting to these USC and and look, you know, looking Riley, I'm sure he's gonna be looking at this game to see, you know, who what what he has in here. So it's gonna be yeah, yeah, it's gonna be very interesting. And like I said before, I mean, you know, these two teams, they don't really have much to play for. So I, I'm sure mm-hmm. we'll see where their minds are in this game. I think for USC, they'll set the tone, like as you mentioned, for Lincoln Riley next year. I know he has one of the star, I believe, quarterbacks coming along with him. So uh, with this NIL rule now, uh, players can transfer anytime. So uh, football is back in California, at least uh, on the front end so far. Uh, like you said, tomorrow is a nice game. Should set the tone of what Lincoln Riley will, will be expected, whoever, wherever players are left from this year's team. And so it's going to be important from that standpoint. It's about pride at this point in establishing that culture for the Trojans. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said before, both these teams are four and seven. So we'll see where their minds are and, you know, getting, you know, set for this game. Like I said, it's a makeup game. This is not for the conference championship. So this mm-hmm. is going to be where, this is going to be where it really, you know, we'll see, we'll see how this game is. It might end up, you know, people are probably going to be dragging along. <laughs> 
You're listening to the Hashtag Football Friday edition of Sega City Sports Live and in Living Color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Sid Lakina here with you as we uh, chat about college football. Since we have a few minutes left, Lakina, before we get to the coaching news uh, that uh, broke throughout the uh, broke uh, uh, through the week. Mm, a lot. Do you see? Yeah. Uh, do you see any major changes to the college football playoff system for tomorrow? Because it, uh, a lot will be riding on the SEC title game. Perhaps the Big Ten, but most people would pay attention to the that SEC championship game. If Alabama loses or just lose big, somebody's gonna be slipping up in there. Yeah, and I think and I think that's gonna be the number the million dollar question. Like I like you said, said if look if Alabama loses, they're gonna be out regardless whether they yeah. lose mm-hmm. or whether they lose big. So they're gonna be out. If Oklahoma State. Can they sneak in there? Should they beat Baylor? I mean, they would have beaten Baylor twice. I mean, they were ranked. Yeah, a whole lot of is going to be on that game because they gave yeah. tips out first, uh, kicks out first tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. So if they win, you know, they're going to be cheering hard for Georgia. Yeah. And, you know, Michigan, you know, if they win, they're in. So a lot of people are going to be, you know, a lot of people are going to be cheering for Iowa because apparently, I guess, Notre Dame will sneak up in there even though, mm-hmm. excuse me, you know, they don't. They'll play a third. They'll play a thirteen game. So yeah, it's gonna be a whole lot of maneuvering. I always say keep it simple. Win and you're in. Cincy, mm-hmm. win and you're in. Um, Michigan, win and you're in. Mm-hmm. Georgia, win, well, I think you're going to be in regardless. Win and you're in. Yeah, like I said Georgia's in regardless. Yeah, Oklahoma State. If you win, you're gonna be the first. You're gonna be the first game up. If you win. And other things happen. You know, if mm-hmm. Michigan loses or Alabama loses. You know, you'll probably sneak in there. So there's gonna be a whole lot of maneuvering. I know, I know some people are gonna be praying for chaos. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. <laughs> All right. You know, chaos <laughs> is good for our business, Lakina. So I, I'm excited for uh I I'll I'll just say this. Like I said, if Oklahoma State take care takes care of business, which I expect them to do. Like you said, we have we'll have the potential for chaos. Uh, Georgia, I think that's the only spot that's secure right now. The other three, three spots are on the line. Uh, like you mentioned, the SEC title game people will be looking at, and also too, like you mentioned, the Big Twelve title game. But uh, people will look at first because that's the first game up tomorrow. The Big Ten, uh, it may not be as important if the other scenarios as follows. But uh, it, like you say, keep it simple, especially if you're Michigan and Cincinnati. People will be keeping an eye on that one as well. But especially for Cincinnati and Michigan, when you're in, it's just that simple. Simple, simple, simple. Keep it simple, guys. You listen to Second City Sports on a hashtag Football <laughs> Friday, Championship Saturday, and some big college football news, coaching news, I should say. You know, along with Cindy Brown, I'm Lakina McGee. Uh, you know, some big coaching news happens. Speaking of there, said so probably the big coaching news is that Brian Kelly has you know bolstered Notre Dame for LSU. Marcus Freeman, who's the DC and the assistant, you know, the coach, you know, the brother coach got a team. job, a yeah. head coaching job. <laughs> yeah. Coach. Yeah. And uh, the, the player, if you saw the, the, if you follow the story over the, over the, uh, the past week, I mean, you know, players who were lobbying for him, you know, they were really, you know, felt that if you saw a lot of the Notre Dame games, he was right there by, you know, by Brian Kelly. So he was kind of like the sort of like the top assistant, if you will. So, and they were able to kind of keep him and, you know, promote from within. What do you think about that hire, Sid? Oh, the way that it happens is a whole lot of question marks. I, I was going to give Brian Kelly the uh, Bobby Petrino treatment, but <laughs> if you guys go, don't know, Bobby Petrino was coaching the Atlanta Falcons uh, the mm-hmm. year that Michael Vick went to jail back in 07. And, of course, he left the team in the middle of the night, he left a note in the locker, and went headed for Louisville, Kentucky. 
Yeah. But uh, Brian Kelly said that uh, from from reports that uh, he didn't have the enough resources. I'm using air quotes here for uh, Notre right. Dame to win a national championship. I find right. that to be um, foolish, mm. but. You know, if he wants to be known in a bigger light, he went down there to LSU, replaced Ed Orgeron. Uh, can Brian Kelly get it done? Yes, it's still going to be tough because you're in the SEC with Alabama, and then join you soon will be Oklahoma and Texas. Yeah, so yeah, it's going to be very tough. <laughs> That's that old, Sarah, to... it's that old saying goes, you know, be careful what you wish for. You just may get it and then some. Yeah, apparently he's also from the South, too, I, I guess. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, even though he's from Massachusetts, but whatever. I mean, and look, this is you know, look, we'll see what he does. Like you said before, it's going to get tougher recruiting-wise. Um, as for Mr. Freeman, I mean, he is not the – he's only the – he's the second uh, blackhead football coach, AP. I don't know who runs that account, but apparently, you know, he, he, they put up that he's a, he would be the first. No, he's not. Tyler Willingham. That did it back in the, yep. in the late 90s. So, uh, you know, whoever, I'm assuming that person's probably under 30. So, the probably, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that, that was just not, you know, not very uh, smart there. But, yeah, we'll see. I mean, like you said before, the recruiting is definitely tough. I mean, the mystique and, you know, the schools and stuff. So, we'll see how this goes for both. Yep. And, of course, Lincoln Riley, we, I think we talked about this on our last show mm-hmm. on Monday. He goes to USC. So, <clears throat> so there's a lot of coaching moves in Lakina. I know there's a talk about expanding the college football playoff, which I think it will happen in the next three years or so. Some some people want to expand it to 12. I hate to say it. It's not a good idea. Expand it to eight. Leave it there. And we'll, we'll see about that. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I feel the same way. I, I mean, I think there's nothing wrong with it with the being the way it is. But, you know, people are going to say, oh, let's add more teams. Okay, fine. Eight. Five conference, uh, you know, maybe five conference champion, you know, champions. You know, maybe plus three other, you know, plus, you know, three at large teams or something like that. If you try, if you do even more than that, you'll, you'll water it down. I mean, you know, if you go to 16, you're going to be saying, oh, how about a 17 or 18 team? It's, it's all going to, you know, go The regular season would be diluted, in my opinion, if you go to yes. 12. Yeah. So I, I think. Like yeah, I said, go to eight, expand it to, to eight, eight, leave it there, and, and we'll be fine. And play around with it. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. And also, too, uh, a couple other coaches, news, Rocco Mendenhall. Step down after six seasons. It looks like he's going to retire from coaching. So, but I'm about sure like ESPN and Fox will probably be going for his service. But he's he's a he's a great you know great talker and a great recruiter. So I'm sure though I'm sure those two networks will be fine for his service for services for analysts analyst jobs. Yep, we'll see what happens as championship Saturday kicks off tomorrow. We have a couple of games tonight, and so this should be fun. So if you're rooting for chaos, you may get it. So. <laughs> Excuse me. We'll see what happens tonight and tomorrow from the world of college football. Our number one in the books. Our number two straight ahead. As you listen to Hashtag Football Friday on Sega City Sports Sports on Chicago. Sid Lakina here with you. When we return, we'll have your NFL Week 13 preview between the Arizona Cardinals and the Chicago Bears. Are the Bears prime for a playoff run? Don't <laughs> exactly. Sorry. <laughs> <And> <laughs> That's Sorry. a good one. And we'll give you our thoughts on the MLB uh, lockout situation. And we'll have our buddy Christine Maniga as uh, she picks uh, her um, games for NFL Week 13 action uh, for, uh, for, for the world of pro football. You listen to Second City Sports on Sports Zone Chicago. AutomotiveMap.com presents the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. Rumors swirling that Bears head coach Matt Nagy could be fired after tomorrow's game. It's an 11.30 a.m. kickoff at Detroit. The Lions are 0-9-1. The Bears looking to snap a five-game losing skid. When asked about it, Nagy said, That is not accurate. You know, I have not... um 
you know, I have great communication with ownership with George and Ted and, and Ryan, but uh, I have not had any discussions. On the NBA scoreboard tonight, the Bulls visit the Rockets. Chicago 12 and 6, third in the Eastern Conference. The Rockets just 1 and 16. They've lost 15 straight. NHL on Tuesday, the Flames beat the Blackhawks 5 to 2. Reese Johnson and Brandon Hagel with the goals for Chicago. 34 saves for Mark Andre Fleury. The Hawks drop to 6 11 and 2. They'll take on the Blues Friday afternoon at United Center. It's a noon puck drop. For lightning fast sports updates, download the Score app. It's free and one of the most popular sports apps in North America. I'm Chuck Sanders. That's the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. When you need auto parts, O'ReillyAuto.com is just a few clicks away. We offer convenient options for you to get your parts quickly. Order online and pick up for free at your local O'Reilly Auto Parts store. We'll even bring it out curbside. Or you can have your parts delivered right to your door with free shipping on most orders over $35. Visit O'ReillyAuto.com. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Finally. A bed that senses snoring and automatically responds. Meet the Ergo Smart Base from Tempur-Pedic. Our first system that detects snoring, then automatically adjusts by raising the bed. Get your best sleep all night, every night. Now, save up to $500 on select adjustable mattress sets during the Tempur-Pedic Black Friday event. Get full offer details at TempurPedic.com. Welcome back to hour number two of Fast Track Football Friday on Second City Sports, right here on Sports Zone Chicago, along with Miss Lakina McGee. I am Sydney Brown. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG on C- at CK80. Once again, at CK80, that's S I D K I D A zero S I D K I D A zero. You follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan McGee on the IG. Make sure you download that Sports Zone Chicago app wherever you get your apps. You can listen to any of our live shows. If you miss them, that's okay. You can go back to listen to the archive shows at your own leisure. And if you want to, uh, if you have a question or comment for us during any of our topics of today's show, you can go to Sports Zone Chicago's Facebook page or Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. Place your uh, qu- questions or comments in the comments section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. If you decide to troll or do anything stupid, Lakina will give you the bear boot. Bye-bye. Speaking of giving the bear boot as we uh, give you our quick preview of the NFL contest this Sunday taking place on the lakefront. On the on the lakefront. Sorry for my screen, folks. Uh, taking place mm-hmm. on the lakefront this Sunday at noon. You can watch the game on Fox. We'll have the Arizona Cardinals checking in with the 92 mark. They'll they'll play with a play against the Chicago Bears there checking in with the four and seven mark and Matt Nagy for you Bears fans. So fortunately he's still your head coach. So you had to deal with it. Lakina, you know, let let me just get, yeah, let me just get this out of my system. It, it, it doesn't matter who plays quarterback, Andy Dalton or Justin Fields. You know, my feelings on it. If Justin Fields is is healthy enough to play, he should play. He's your future. Yes. He's the guy going for. He needs all the reps that he could get. I know you want to protect him, but as we said on Monday on the flip side, Matt Nagy, he knows that he's gone after this year. He wants to do things his way. He's preparing himself to uh, to get another job, not a head coaching job, but another job within the National Football League. So he's going to do every, any and everything in his power to do things his way. Trying to, he's trying not to mess up his reputation. 
And I think even though that's dangerous, you know, that's, that's what he wants to do for these next, uh, I believe, five remaining games of this 2021 season. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting because I know people already say, oh, they're only a game out of the uh, the last wild card spot. Uh, uh, and? And? <laughs> and? It's about people- six other teams in your same position, folks. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I mean, it, it's just it's it's crazy, for, you know, just to, to uh, when I see this, and I see people say, "Oh, they're in the hunt." You know, some people say, "Oh, they're in the hunt. They're in the hunt." I'm like, "A uh, uh, hunt for what? Hunt for what? For mediocrity?" What, <laughs> yeah, I want to say, "What are they hunting for?" Maybe mediocrity. That's about it. I mean, it, it's just silly for people to say, "Oh, well, you know, they can still get into the playoffs." What 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 what, what playoffs? What 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 playoffs? Playoffs as. <laughs> uh, but yeah, come on. And this is no. This whole thing is absurd. So I know. Yes, I know. Weather could be a factor. It's supposed to rain. It's going to be in the forties. You know. Now um, it was just posted that um, Cliff Kingsbury said that uh, Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins will be game time decisions. You know, some people were saying, that, "Oh, you know, you know, Coach Kingsbury is showing some gamesmanship and blah blah blah." And you know it, it, it's 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 about it's just a silly little thing here. And then and look, I mean, yeah, look, Arizona's one of the top teams in the league. They're the number one seed right now in the NFC. You've mm-hmm. got, of course, look, Cole McCoy's done a very formidable job. You know, in you know, in relief of Kyler Murray, they still got a pretty good defense. You know, you let you know they got James Conner. You got to try to slow him down. You got Christian Kirk. You got, you know, and your defense is still pretty solid. You got Chandler Jones. You got, you mm-hmm. know, Bub- Bubba Baker. You got Jalen Thompson. I mean, still, excuse me, they got one of the top defenses in the league, Arizona does. So whoever it ends up being, whoever the quarterback is, whether it's Dalton or Fields, it, it's it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough for this Bears team, whether or not. So I know people want to make you know, a big deal with the weather and such, but come on, guys, really? <laughs> I think it's probably the only chance the Bears will have if the weather decides to get nasty at some point during the game. But don't forget my guy, Isaiah Simmons, who they picked yes. up uh, in the draft, so watch out for him there. Now, for the Bears, there's something that they didn't do with some consistency last Thursday at Detroit, especially with the weather, if it's supposed to be nasty. But regardless, you're supposed to run the ball. David Montgomery, Khalil Herbert, and then Demi Williams, I don't know if he's going to play or not, but regardless – Run the football. Whoever's the quarterback for the Bears, whether it's Dalton or Fields, run the damn ball. They'll keep the Arizona defense on his heels, and they'll actually give you a better shot to win. My question is, if Allen Robinson plays, will they get him more involved in the offense, or will the, most of those targets go to Darnell Mooney, who's shown that he could be a top-caliber uh, receiver? I'm not putting him there yet, but he has the potential. He's been showing out these last few weeks. Yeah, it, like I said, that's going to be very interesting, though. And I think, like you said, I mean, you know, Khalil Herbert, you know, can they keep up? And, look, Arizona is one of the top, you know, teams in the league when it comes to turnover. I think they're, in like, fifth, like, in the top five. So, mm-hmm. they, look, they've got a pretty good defense, like you said. And, and look, you know, if you're – if it's go- if weather is going to be an issue, I mean, just give it to James Conner. This could be a running thing. I mean, especially if, you know, if it is going to be nasty, as some, you know, some folks are saying, although – I've heard some people say that they're kind of you know going back on the on the rain a little bit. So yeah, it's going to be very interesting. And like I said before, I mean, look, Arizona still has a lot to play for. They can mm-hmm. you know they, they can still they have a ch- a shot at the number one seed in the NFC. So I think if you're you know if you're the Bears, I mean, yes, the Bears, you yes, Bears, you've had ten days ten days off. But remember, Arizona's coming off a bye, so you still got a lot of things you know to 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 do here and. 
and, and look, I mean, I, I feel like, look, I know some people are saying, you know, you know, Coach Kingsbury is doing the gamesmanship thing by not saying whether or not, you know, Kyler Murray and, you know, and or DeAndre Hopkins is going to play, but will it matter? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, yo, congratulations to Robert Quinn for uh, winning Defensive Player of the Month honors mm-hmm. in the NFC, but, you know, is it going to be enough? I mean, look, I think if you're going to go on the ground game, you know, I'm going to I'm going to use uh, David Montgomery and Khalil Herbert. I haven't seen anything about the other guys yet, so mm-hmm. you know, we'll we'll see what happens. But yeah, I mean, it, it's just you know, this is okay, again, this was from <laughs> again, this was from you know, yesterday. Uh, Goodwin didn't practice yesterday. Hicks didn't practice yesterday. Allen Robinson didn't practice yesterday. Roquan Smith didn't practice yesterday. So you still got a lot of. We'll see what happens. I'm sure we'll we'll get stuff posted, you know, right before we, we go off. But, you know, there's still yeah, – yeah, yes, the other Cardinals have had their injury issues too, but still have the Bears, so. Here's the thing for Arizona. One is assuming that Kyler Murray doesn't play. Me personally, I think he's going to play. But assuming that he doesn't, Cole McCoy has done a tremendous job. He's 2-1 and one in the three games that Kyler Murray has missed. And I believe that Arizona has played this correctly. So, they won the games they were supposed to win. I know they beat the 49ers and they beat the Seahawks. So I, the Arizona, like you said, they're keeping up with the Packers as far as the number one seed in the NFC. But they're still a good team. But the Bears can't catch them. Uh, we'll give our predictions uh, in our next segment. But the, the Bears can catch uh, Arizona off and off day. I know Arizona has played on the East Coast a couple of times this year. I know they destroyed Tennessee in the opening weekend, but that's when the weather was much better. But I think the Bears could do it, but it's a lot of things going to have to go right for for Chicago. Lakina, will you get? Can you get any consistency as far as a pressure in the quarterback, whoever plays, and will they create any turnovers, especially early? And can they shut down the run? I don't know. They could do that through four quarters. I don't. I, yeah, I don't think they can. I think they. Can, I think it can hang on for maybe a little bit, maybe for one, maybe maybe a quarter and a half, but. Yeah, I I just don't see that they can. I don't. I honestly don't think they can do it. But you know, again, we've seen weird things happen in the NFL the last few weeks. So, but I just don't think it's going to happen in this case. I mean, like I said before, Arizona still has a lot to play for. And look, I know the Bears. I know that um, we'll see if Roquan Smith practices because if he doesn't, I mean, that's really the the Bears' best shot. I mean, the Quinn can only do so much. And of course, you know, with Mac done for the year, Khalil Mack, I should say, done for the year. That's gonna be a that this is gonna be a tough task. I mean, look, James Conner is one of the top rushers in the league. I, I'm not saying that just, just because I, I have on my fantasy team, but <laughs> especially if, if the weather's gonna be an issue, I mean, they'll, they'll just get the ball to him and just let him you know chug it along, you know, keep them off the field. So you just look, there's gonna be a lot of strategies here, you know, differently. And I know people want to say that oh, bare weather, but you know, 40 degrees and raining, that's not exactly bare weather. So that is so know, overrated. I I know. <laughs> 30, yeah, with yeah, I, I know, I know, I know what you're saying. I know where you're coming from, but yeah, so I don't know. I just don't know. Yeah, so it, it should be interesting, interesting contest from Chicago. That's at uh, one one p.m. Eastern, noon Central Standard Time on Fox. Calling that game would be Chicago's very own Adam Amin, Mark Schlereth, and Shannon Space. So I believe this will be Woo-hoo. Adam Amin's second game, second mm-hmm. Bears game of the season because yep. he did the 49ers Bears game on Halloween. So, yep. So. yep. So this should be <clears throat> this should be a whole lot of fun as we'll bring in our our 
our girl, she joins us every Friday uh, around this time. We have her for a little bit extra today as we have other issues to discuss with her as well. She's our homegirl from KXRB Radio in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Here's our girl, Christine, the queen, whether she likes it or not, Manica. Hello, Christine. Uh, Hi. So what's your beef with me? What's going on? No, no, there's no no, no, no beef. It's just that uh, we just want to... No, no, so people just wanted to have you on a little earlier, uh, if you could, to talk about some of the other stuff that's been going yeah. on. We were just previewing uh, a short preview of uh, Bears and uh, Cardinals. Of course, we'll have our picks in our next segment. So, where, what sort of your your sort of your your synopsis of this game? I don't know what's going to happen because at, <laughs> this point, at this point, we're not sure if Kyler Murray is going to start. And we're not sure who's going to totally start for the Bears yet. They have yet to make that announcement. Right. So until I know the quarterback situation, I have nothing to say because obviously the the Bears, I seriously don't. The the Bears barely won. I say that as a pun. Barely won against (laughs) the Lions on Thanksgiving Day. They could celebrate as much as they want, but the reality is they almost lost. So I, uh, to be honest, at this point, I'd say throw Nick Foles in. He's literally sitting on the bench, not doing anything. So no, he's collecting just... a check. Right, <laughs> exactly. That's all he's doing at this point. Exactly. Yeah. I think they should just utilize him. They're obviously not going in the playoffs, despite what someone says. Oh, they're still in it if they win one more game. But what if they lose the rest of the games? Because after Arizona. You have the Packers, and then you have Minnesota back-to-back like that. Those are the two biggest games for them in their conference. So I'm not confident that they'll even make it into a wildcard position. They're they're not in the hunt. It's done. So just throw in whoever they want at this point. <laughs> that was so, a very long-winded answer, but that's that's what I think. One more. It's uh, okay. One, yeah, one more question for you about the Bears before we move on to happier uh, topics. Um, what is what is this season? Uh, uh, what is this left for you for this season for the Bears? Where you looking for this year? Is it about Justin Fields or what else are you looking for as the Bears close out this twenty twenty one season with perhaps no playoffs? At this point, and and I gotta say this, it starts at the top. I'm not the only one that says this. It starts at the top. So what I'm looking forward to is what's going to happen after the season's over. And that's because that's when we'll know what types of moves the McCaskies are going to make. Obviously, they're not going to sell the Bears. People have been saying that for years that they should sell the team. They're not going to do that. (laughs) What, What I think is going to happen is they're going to let go of pace and whoever they put in as the new GM, they're going to have him fire him or her fire Nagy. Because they're not going to do it on their own, I don't think. If they didn't do it now, I don't think they're going to do it. I think that's a very interesting point, Christine, because if Ryan Pace, uh, some people are talking about Ryan Pace staying and giving him one more shot, hiring the head coach. But if you bring a football guy in here, uh, the Brian Pace's job is on the line. And, and I heard some people say they may move him upstairs and out the way. I wouldn't be surprised at that either, but – yeah. Here's the thing, and we talked about this on Monday, Lakina. Do you trust the McCaskies, George and Ted Fields, who is your director of finance, until you brought him up as team president to get that spaceship that you're playing in right now back in 2003? 
Do you trust those both those people who do not know a damn thing about football? Do you trust them to step out the way until I see it happening? Right now, the answer is no. History tells you that you don't trust either of these people. Okay? Yeah. No. It, you you just don't. And and now the GM of the Indianapolis Colts, Chris Ballard, who is working with you in your organization a few years ago, held a mirror to your face. You decided to kick him out because he's not one of your guys. He told the truth to your face. Now look what Indianapolis is, uh, has with their roster. Okay? Yeah. And look at the Bears. It's night and day. I don't know what else to tell you. The, the only mistake that the Colts made is getting Carson Wentz. But other than that, they've done great. <laughs> <laughs> And look, you got and look, you got a little love here for a buddy Armando Lara Jr. Yeah. said Chrissy is spot on about the Bears. So yeah, because they're just not going to do it. The, like the McCaskies would have done it by now already. They're going right. to have someone. They're going to have someone else do it for them. That's what's going to end up happening. I think. If you want to comment or have a question for us uh, during the rest of the show, you can go to uh, Facebook. On Sports on Chicago on Facebook or Sports on Chicago on YouTube, place your questions or comments in the comment section. We'll Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. Like, Christine, let's go to some happier uh, topics and so let's talk about uh, basketball in particular. The Chicago Bulls—they're on a current two-game winning streak. Yeah. They defeated the New York Knicks at MSG last night. Demar Derozan—I think he's a secret candidate for early MVP. He had 34 <laughs> points, 18 of them in the fourth quarter. I said this earlier. I love watching the Bulls. And the, and the reason why they got out to that big lead last night, I don't know if you had a chance to catch the game, but the reason why they got out to that big lead because they played great defense. Their hands were on the ball. They were in the defender's right. chest. I know you can't do that consistently in today's game, but right. the ball <laughs> on the card is defense. We love, we all love scoring. That's what the game is about today. We saw mm -hmm. that in their game on Monday against Charlotte at the UC. But defense is their calling card for this team. And I like the, the tone that head coach Billy Donovan has set for this Bulls team. Yes, offense comes and goes, but if you're not playing defense to give an effort, you're coming off the floor. Yes. I, I totally agree with that statement. I'm all about the playmakers. I, I don't care if you have the most points, the most rebounds. If you're looking to see who's open on the court, if you're looking at your wings, if you're looking at your guards, <laughs> if you pass them a ball, that, that's a great playmaker. That's someone that wants to give everybody chance and opportunity to help this team get to a victory. I know the Bulls have had a, a little bit of some bumps along the way now with Kobe mm -hmm. White having COVID and whatnot. But honestly, I think this team is strong enough to move past the injuries, move past the COVID. And I think they finally found the right ingredients to have a great team. It took them God knows how many years to figure it out. Yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> and new management too. Right, yeah. exactly. And I, and I think they finally found the right momentum. And with this team, they, they can potentially go go the distance. I'm not going to say they're going to go all the way because this is kind of what we're being – we're seeing a new era of the Bulls pretty mm -hmm. much. We're seeing a new era. We're seeing new management, new coaching. And so far, I like where it's heading, whether there's injuries or not. Uh, yeah, I mean, what about the rest of the NBA? What's sort of like your early synopsis? I think that we were like about a little over a month in, in the NBA season. I, I think it's hilarious how much flack LeBron has gotten over the last couple of over the right. last couple of weeks. <laughs> I mean, I bet the poor guy's thinking I can't even catch a break. But but you know, when you're one of the best, you're gonna be looked at a lot more. That's how it's like. Whether you're in the NBA, the NFL, the MLB, if you're one of the top dogs. They're going to look at you a little bit more. 
because they know that you're big. They know that you can get away with anything that you want. Um, but as far as the rest of the NBA goes, I I don't, you know, I think the, the Bulls have a chance. They really do have a chance. I have unfortunately not kept up with a lot of basketball just because busy with, with everything else. And I, I have little cable. So I've been <laughs> relying on Twitter for all of my basketball information for the most part. Uh, going back to the Bulls, uh, Christine, yeah. of course, we talk about Zach Levine, DeMar DeRosa, and Nikolai Vucevic, who's, uh, we told you guys on during Monday show, uh, some people on Twitter complain about Vucevic. Uh, yes, he's coming back from COVID, but to give him a couple more games, uh, he's going to be just fine. He had 30 mm -hmm. points uh, against Charlotte on Monday. He had 27 last night, including five three-point shots. But who else on this basketball team, uh, uh, referring to the Bulls, has surprised you this year? Oh boy! Outside of the the big three I just mentioned. Outside of the big three, uh, who? I'm trying. You're putting me on the spot here, Sid. I don't <laughs> like this. <laughs> I don't like it when I'm put on the spot. Um, oh boy, I can I can I say the coaching staff? Sure, because that's seriously the players out there on the court making the plays, going after the shots, having great defense. It's because of the coaching staff. Yeah, the players have all the talent and stuff like that. But I think the coaching staff finally has a handle on the team to say, hey, look, if you're sick of losing, why don't you listen to us? And then we can go a long way if we have such a synergy, I'll call it. So I, I'm going to go out of the box and just say you got to give it up to the coaches for, for handling the team and for handling the adversity and just just having finding that chemistry within the team. Well, let's go to Diamond for a second, uh, guys. Uh, of course, you know, a couple of days ago, uh, MLB has officially locked out its players. Um, yeah, well, we'll talk about the the signings, all the signers, the signings, in just a second. But what do you guys think about all this? You know, this labor strife. I mean, you know, it was expected. You know, some people are wondering how long will it be? Could it be? Could it go into spring training? I'll start. I'll start with you. Sid. what do you think? Of what, what's going to happen here? I don't think we'll miss any regular season games. It'll be settled uh, way before then. Uh, it may be up to spring training, which is in mid-February when the uh, uh, pitchers and catchers report. My prediction is by mid to late January, it is going to get done. That's just my, my personal opinion. It, we, we'll get deeper into the signings in a couple of minutes, but it's, I don't think it's a coincidence that all these uh, owners signed all these players to those big contracts right before the lockout. I don't, I don't think it's a coincidence that all this has happened, but we all know that baseball never gets stuff done on time. I think it's going to take a while. I hope I'm wrong, but I said my prediction is mid to late January that that this lockout will get done. Uh, from what I've hearing that the, these sides are not too far apart on, on the key issues, in particular the years to control six or seven. I know the players want to uh, have the minimal average of a um, minimal average of the salaries raised, and they want free agency to be available to them sooner right. than um, in yeah. the prime of their career. So I think they'll get that part done. But here's the interesting thing. And I was listening to a podcast this morning. I think it's a good friend, Josh Nelson at Sox Machine. Go listen to him as well. Mm -hmm. And they were talking about the TV deal that ESPN just, uh, they're about to sign with MLB. They won exclusive, uh, the, uh, the opening round game, uh, the, the division series. They only, they get one of the wild card games every year. And uh, also too, MLB is proposing 
which leads to this MLB is proposing to the players that they want to expand the playoffs. We saw that a little bit last year in 2020 with this three-game wild card series. Now you want to have uh, teams in each league uh, with seven uh, playoff teams, and then you had the top team, the top team with a bye, and then the second seed they can pick their opponent. I think that that part is a little bit WWE type stuff to me. I don't like that part of it, but. Regardless, I think you may have a little bit of expansion as far as playoffs concerned. Uh, the top teams picking their opponent. I'm sorry, that's like video game professional wrestling type garbage to me. I don't like that part of it, but we'll see what happens with that. You know, out of any organization, whether it's the the NHL, the NFL, whatever, the players and the owners in the MLB hate each other. They, they literally cannot stand each other. So am I surprised that this lockout happened? No, because they can't agree on anything. How long is it going to last? I would hope that with, with what happened in 2020 with COVID and how all that was delayed, I would hope that they wouldn't want something like that to happen where money is lost, games are lost, time is lost. I, I, I hope. I want to say the earliest, I, I'd say early February is when I would think that they would have this figured out. Of course, it's going to get figured out. Is it messy right now? Absolutely. When, I, like I'm saying, I think beginning of February. Yeah, I'm kind of right there with you guys. I feel like maybe it's going to be a little bit, maybe maybe late January, early February, they'll figure it out. Because, look, there's still a lot of money. You know, they paid like millions and millions of dollars for both you know tv for both turner and espn to keep their playoff games also too for fox so there's too much money involved i think they'll figure it out i think this will this will not this will go into like you know people say that oh this could go like maybe you know the regular season i don't think that's gonna happen i don't think it's gonna get that far they they may figure it out sooner but yeah i mean it's just i don't think it's gonna go go that far here's the thing major league baseball has the best crop of young talent we've seen in a long yep. time, yep. and to to miss any regular season games, uh, that that that's that's going to be a killer. No pun intended. But the last <laughs> time MLB missed any games was the 1994. Of course, I know it was before year before you were born, Christine. But I know you you learn and research <laughs> your history. But uh, you remember the uh, Lakina? We talked about this plenty of times. The '94 White Sox, they were right there winning the World uh, as far as on track to uh, winning a, a World Series after coming off of the, the now old AL West division title from the year before, and then they got ugly. Of course, a couple of franchises got affected by that, in particular now the Washington Nationals, but then the Montreal Expos, they had a heck of a team, but that 94 strike, that, that killed it for them a- after that. But I don't think it will get to that get to that point when you miss regular season games. If it dips into spring training, okay, you may miss a couple of days, maybe a week, but you're not missing any regular season games and and. What I originally wanted to say was you have a bunch of young talent, not just here in Chicago, but all across baseball. Yes, baseball is just like hockey is a regional sport during the regular season, but come playoff time, uh, we've seen uh, we, we've seen these stars rise to the occasion in the playoffs, and you don't want to kill that momentum. You just don't. Yes, absolutely. I agree. Right now, we're about to uh, take a 20-second timeout, a little bit over a 20-second timeout as you listen to a Hashtag Football Friday edition of Second City Sports right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Lakina McGee, Christine, the Queen, Manica, I am Sydney Brown. On the flip side, we'll get into our Week 13 picks in the National Football League. Lakina will also have our results. 
we'll pick back up on the baseball discussion and we have some sports media news to share with you you listen to second city sports live in a little bit color right here on sports zone chicago <laughs> AutomotiveMap.com presents the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. Rumors swirling that Bears head coach Matt Nagy could be fired after tomorrow's game. It's an 11.30 a.m. kickoff at Detroit. The Lions are 0-9-1. The Bears looking to snap a five-game losing skid. When asked about it, Nagy said, That is not accurate. You know, I have not... Um you know, I have great communication with ownership with George and Ted and, and Ryan, but uh, I have not had any discussions. On the NBA scoreboard tonight, the Bulls visit the Rockets. Chicago 12-6, third in the Eastern Conference. The Rockets just 1-16. They've lost 15 straight. NHL on Tuesday, the Flames beat the Blackhawks 5-2. Reese Johnson and Brandon Hagel with the goals for Chicago. 34 saves for Marc-Andre Fleury. The Hawks drop to 6-11-2. They'll take on the Blues Friday afternoon at United Center. It's a noon puck drop. For lightning fast sports updates, download the Score app. It's free and one of the most popular sports apps in North America. I'm Chuck Sanders. That's the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. When you need auto parts, O'ReillyAuto.com is just a few clicks away. We offer convenient options for you to get your parts quickly. Order online and pick up for free at your local O'Reilly Auto Parts store. We'll even bring it out curbside. Or you can have your parts delivered right to your door with free shipping on most orders over $35. Visit O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Finally. A bed that senses snoring and automatically responds. Meet the Ergo Smart Base from Tempur-Pedic. Our first system that detects snoring, then automatically adjusts by raising the bed. Get your best sleep all night, every night. Now, save up to $500 on select adjustable mattress sets during the Tempur-Pedic Black Friday event. Get full offer details at TempurPedic.com. Welcome back to a hashtag football Friday edition of Second City Sports right here on Sports Zone Chicago, along with Lakina McGee and Christine Manica. I am Sydney Brown. If you want to have a question or comment for us during our last segment of the show, go to Sports Zone Chicago on Facebook or Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comment section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. This is the last segment of the of the show, last segment of the week for us. Lakina, do you have our results from last week? And who's I- I do. You're still in the lead, but you know what's it? You know what, Chrissy? You and I are right behind them. You're about three games back. I'm about two games back. So we're itching a little ever so closely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. I <laughs> uh, hate, hate, hate. Uh, <laughs> all right. But you know, we got some breaking news from our, our buddy Mark Grody, who does, you know, silent reporting for the Bears on WBBM News Rio 780, which is the Bears flagship, uh, flagship station. Both Justin Fields, uh, Keem Hicks, and also to Allen Robinson are listed as either doubtful or out for this Sunday's game. Well, uh, that answers the, my question. Right? <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, Shocking. Right? Not a big shocker here. Yeah, I mean, you know, I know Arizona's had some injury issues, but, show, but so have the Bears. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're saying that Will Crossman is a game time decision because he looked. You know, they say he looked pretty good out there in practice. So, but we'll see. A moment of silence for the 2020, 2021 Chicago Bears. <laughs> Thank you. 
stay silent for that. Yeah, I don't think I think we need more than a moment of silence, but that's a <laughs> but that's a whole nother story there. Okay, let's get to these games, folks. All right. You've got okay, first new game on Fox. You got the four and seven Giants versus the five and seven Dolphins. Remember, Daniel Jones is will be out with the neck injury. So, Sid, you start off, start us off with this. Uh, let me go to my cheat sheet. I'm surprised that I uh, need a cheat sheet for this. Uh, Miami's favored by two and a half. No Daniel Jones. <laughs> the Giants still suck. No problem. Cold Dolphins. <laughs> I'll keep it short and sweet. The Dolphins, I think, have this one. If they could be Baltimore, anything could happen with them. So Dolphins with this one. I agree. I think the Dolphins will have this game. Okay, second game on C. Second noon game, this one on CBS. You got the Colts and the 2-9 and nine Texans. Christine, you start us off. I'm very impressed with how they played against Tampa Bay. I was able to watch that game here, and I was just like, okay, maybe the Colts can be that good. I know I said last week, yeah, the Colts aren't that good, but there's there's something there. That I think they got the right ingredients, maybe the wrong quarterback, but the right ingredients. <laughs> and and with, with Texas right now, with Houston, they're, they're really – it, it, they're still kind of up in the air with everything at the moment. So if I'm going to go with stability and who has a stronger team, it's going to be Indianapolis. I'm going with the Colts as well. The Colts are favored by, by seven as a road favorite. Houston, you lost to the Jets last week. Enough yeah. said. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to pick the Colts. As well, they looked really good against the Bucks. Just couldn't make the big plays. Big, the big plays late. So, yeah, the Texas, you, you, you guys, you know, whatever momentum you guys had, you, you, you know, went off the rails. Y'all lost to the Jets. <laughs> All right, the CBS game here. It's a deadly. Uh, our buddy Spiro Dias and Jay Feely will be calling this game. I don't think we're gonna. Ha- I don't think we're gonna get this game here in Chicago. Vikings. It'll be on this computer screen right here. Yeah, though. Uh, the five and six Vikings against the 0 10 and one Lions. Sid, you start us off. Uh, on the personal note, this will have interest for me because I am in my fantasy football playoffs for my fantasy league with a four and eight record. <laughs> and Justin Jefferson is on my fantasy team. They're back and running back. Uh, Matteson is on my fantasy team. Of course, Dalva Cook is expected to miss a couple weeks due to that shoulder injury he suffered last week and they lost against the 49ers. The Vikings are favored by seven and a half. Detroit, you couldn't beat the Bears at their worst. I don't see you at your best, whatever the hell that is. The Vikings should be able to get this one and go back to 500. I'm going with Minnesota. God, you would hope Minnesota would win this one. (laughs) Even with with Dalvin Cook being out, Jefferson had a monstrous game the last time. Like he, He probably had one of the best games of his career so far, but yeah, if Minnesota, if you don't win this one, I, I'm losing all hope in you. Zimmer is going to be out the door next if he, if he loses. So Minnesota. Yeah, I agree. I think Minnesota should win this one, and they better win this one. Like you guys said, if they look, if the Lions could be the Bears as bad as the Bears were, yeah. that's a big problem. So this might be their, you know, their last shot. That was their last shot to perhaps maybe win the game, actually win a game this year. So, like I said, if you don't win this one, you're still right there for the. One of the wild card spots. If you don't win this one, shame on you. Uh, also, I got a note: uh, Panthers, Browns, Packers, and Titans are all on by. So feel free to adjust your fantasy teams accordingly. 
Exactly. So there you go in that front. All right, next up, you got the five and seven Eagles against the three and eight Jets. I'll start this one. Okay, Jalen Hurts, you better not stick it up like you did last week. <laughs> I, I, I honestly don't know what to say about this game. I mean, the Jets, uh, Jesus, I, I don't know. I don't know what to think about the Jets either. So uh, I'll pick Philly, you know, but if, if the Jets win, I'm, I'm going to, you know, go throw myself off, you know, off my uh, roof <laughs> of my, my house. So I'll pick the Eagles. I'm going to go with the, oh, sorry, Sid, but I'm going to go first. I'm going to pick. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm picking Philadelphia, keeping it short and sweet. Philadelphia's favored by six and a half. The over under total is 45. I'm going with Philadelphia. This will be their second trip back to New York City, technically in the state of New Jersey. They stunk it up last week against a bad Giants team. I do not expect that to happen again. And I picked them up in my fantasy league, the defensive unit. So they better show up. I'm going with Philadelphia. <laughs> right. I came to win, damn it. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. This fantasy right? football playoffs time in our in our league. So I came to win. <laughs> the defense of Philadelphia better bring it. That's all I gotta say. Oh, okay, on that <laughs> okay, on that note, uh, next up we got the Chargers and the Bengals. Christine, you start this one. Uh, you know, this was one of the games that I thought, well, what's gonna happen? So with Cincinnati, it's a home field advantage, really close matchup. They had an explosive game against the Steelers last week, Cincy. And I'm going to go with them again. I think the Chargers are going on a downturn right now. And Cincinnati's hot, so I'm picking Cincinnati. I'm going to surprise you guys. I'm going with the Chargers. I know I picked them uh, to lose at Denver last week. I know it was a division game for them, but they're going back on the road again. They shouldn't get embarrassed again. They won a couple of tough games on the East Coast already this year with Washington, uh, a borderline playoff team. They won at Philly a few weeks ago. So I said the Chargers are a playoff team. If they really want to prove to me and to everybody else they're a playoff team, they got to win another tough game on the road with this young squad. So I know Cincinnati is favored by a, a point and a half. I'm going with the Chargers in a slight upset. I'm picking Sissy. I know I've been, I know I've been, you know, you know, lobbying for the Chargers, but you know, the last, you know, that last week's game, like I, I, I don't think I can trust them. I, I, I hate, and I hate saying that too because I really like this Chargers team. I like the other coach, Brandon Staley, yeah. but you know that that you know last week's performance, you know, against Denver, that that just kind of soured my taste for this team. So. <laughs> I'm picking Cincy, and if you know, of course, Justin will probably throw for like four touchdowns and make make you know, Christine and me look silly, but no, okay, that's fine. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm picking the uh, the Bengals. Um, all right, Bucks and Falcons in the NFC South matchup. Uh, you know what? I, I think the the Falcons will keep it close. I think, but I think. Look, Tom Brady, you know, this is their shot. I know Antonio Brown. We won't get into yeah. that because all that all that weirdness. But uh, you were you know, fake. Baby. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Yes, we'll leave it at that. But yeah, I think the defense is playing better lately. So I, I think the Bucks will do just enough to win this game. So I'm picking the Bucks. Tampa Bay's favorite by nine and a half. Take them and run away with it. I'm going with the Bucks. Enough said. <laughs> going with Tampa Bay, too. It's it, You got to do it. Eat with or without Antonio Brown, the team is still great. I agree wholeheartedly. Okay, first of three o'clock games, you got the Jags and the Rams. Um, Rams, if you don't get back on track and 
you know, beat the Jags. I, I, I shame on you. Shame on you. This is, yeah. your, this is your shot to, this is your chance to kind of get back on track. So I'm picking the Rams and Rams big. The Rams are favored by 12 points even. Can Jacksonville cover? Can they cover? Can they cover? I'll let you guys ponder that, but we pick straight up winners on this show. I'm going with Los Angeles. Matthew Stafford better have a, a, a better game than he has shown the last couple of weeks. Aaron Donald on that defense, uh, they were disappointing last week at Green Bay. So you would think that this is a get-right game for this, for this team against a bad team. I would agree with everybody. It's got to be the Rams for this one. If they don't win, that's <laughs> everything's up for grabs. That's all I can say. <laughs> All right, should be a good one here in Vegas. You got Washington coming off a short week with a, you know, with a big win against Seattle on Monday against the Las Vegas Raiders. Christine, you start this one. You know, they had a great showing on Thanksgiving in Dallas, a great win in overtime. And, and you know, I think they're going to be riding on that high. I think they can do a lot of damage with this game, especially them being at home. So I'm going to go with the Raiders for this one. The Raiders are favored by a point and a half. Of course, Ooh. Washington has been playing well, especially without their stud defensive end Chase Young for the last couple of weeks. He's out with the year with a torn ACL. Taylor Heineke has been playing very well. And so the, he's one of the main reasons why Washington is uh, hovering around uh, 500 and perhaps competing for the playoffs. I saw that game uh, on Monday against Seattle. Seattle's done. We'll we'll get to them in just a minute. But yeah. uh, Washington uh, did enough to win that game. And so uh, I, will they follow the same game plan? They better I have Antonio Gibson on my fantasy team, by the way. <laughs> but outside of that, the Raiders are a slightly better team. Looks like they turned things around. As you mentioned, Christine, they – did a number on the Cowboys, even though both teams had 14 penalties each. <laughs> but yeah. I'm going with the Raiders on this one. Yeah, I'm picking the Raiders, too. I kind of feel like you know, they're at home. Washington come off that high from that win against Seattle. Yeah, I, I, like, I, I think you know uh, Vegas has had like a, a couple more days off. So I'm going to pick the Raiders here on this one. But it will be a close one, too. All right, one of America's games of the week. You got uh, on CBS, you got the Ravens and the Steelers in an AFC North matchup. Sid, you start this one. Baltimore's favored by three. Pittsburgh is an up and down team. I know Baltimore got away with one last Sunday night with Lamar Jackson's four interceptions. They barely won one against Cleveland. Pittsburgh, like I said, this has been Roethlisberger's last ride. We're still waiting for that one more performance from him before he calls it quits. Will we get it here? Will we get it here? It's tough to predict. I really want to go with Pittsburgh. If we had a coin, this is a full coin flip game for me, guys. I'll be honest with you. I can see Baltimore. I think they'll play better, but they can still lose a close one. Pittsburgh, you just don't know which team they're going to show up. I, seriously, I have not made a, made a pick on this game. Any guys have a coin? You I, guys got have me. I got it. You want me okay. to grab it? Yeah. I'm serious. Yeah, okay. go ahead. Go ahead. All go right, ahead. Well, all right. Well, Christine's doing that. Um, <laughs> I, you know what? Yeah, this is going to be one of those weird games. I mean, all right, it's it all. Okay. So, yeah. So, what do you want? Heads, tails, you know, for which? What do you, what do you want, Sid? I'll call tails. Okay. For, wait, for which team? <laughs> <is>? <laughs> what team? Which team uh -huh. is heads, though? Or which team is tails? I'll say Pittsburgh for tails. Okay. Here we it's, go. All right. Are you ready? But also, you listening on the replay. Christine's flipping the coin right now. I say tails with Pittsburgh. 
It's tails. Okay, I'm right. going with the Steelers. <laughs> All right, you heard it here first. And, and I'll stick to it. I'm not changing my pick. <laughs> All right, Christy, what do you think? Thank you, Christine. <laughs> you're, you're welcome. You know, this is a must-win game for the Steelers. If they lose, you could probably count them out of the AFC North title and probably no playoffs either. <laughs> Lamar Jackson, he didn't look great. They still won, but, you know... <laughs> I don't know. Who who knows what with what's going to happen there? But because this is a must win situation for the Steelers, it's a home field game. I'm going to go with Pittsburgh, and I hope I, I don't regret it. Yeah, I, I honestly, <laughs> yeah, I honestly don't know what to expect from this game. I really don't. I mean, I don't know which Baltimore team we're going to get. I don't know which Pittsburgh team we're going to get. So I, I just, I'm kind of liking that, you know, little, uh, you know, soapbox here, but uh. I'm going to pick Baltimore. I, I feel like Baltimore, I think they're kind of finding their groove a little bit. I know they should, I know they've had their struggles, you know, with grinded out wins, but this is sort of like the type of, this is the type of, you know, game that, you know, suits them best. So this could be one of those, you know, ugly games. So I'm picking the Ravens in a close one, but yet, again, you never know with these two teams. So if the Steelers win, it wouldn't shock me at all. Yeah, Nance and Romo will be calling this game for CBS. Uh, as yeah. Lakina mentioned, this is their number one game of the week. For This is their uh, doubleheader week. Yes. Uh, Tony Romo, <laughs> he better get prepared to have a dictionary next to him. Uh, oh, boy. Less of the, this oh, could get a hug. <laughs> yeah, maybe at the source, too, I think he might yeah. like to do that. Uh, a good one here in the NFC West. You got the 49ers and the struggling Seahawks. Um I'll pick the 49ers. I mean, like I said before, they're right there in the in the playoff uh, chase. They're getting better. I know Debo Samuel's out with an injury. You know, they've been banged up. But I think, you know, since, uh, Seattle, unfortunately, I just don't see it happening for them this, this year. I think they're done. So I'm picking the 49ers. I'm going 49ers here too. You know, Seattle three and eight. Their best bet this year is to just get a draft pick at this point. Seriously, just play for the draft pick. Don't don't even bother. Even Russell Wilson lost on his birthday. So it, <laughs> it can't go anywhere from there. So I'm gonna go with the 49ers in San Francisco. Seattle's favorite by a point and a half at home. What? Um, yep, they are. Really? You cannot make okay. this stuff up. What? Really? Yep. Okay. Talking about. I guess they, they know something, something that we don't know. They must know something, I guess. I guess. Yeah, but regardless of that, I'm going with you guys in a clean sweep. I'm going with the 49ers. One, Jimmy Garoppolo, who did well for me last week on my fantasy team. He better do that again and better because I have him starting again this week on my fantasy uh -huh. team. And number two, <laughs> the 49ers can run the ball. And they've been playing much better defense over these last few weeks. So I'm yeah. going with the 49ers. I'll be watching this game in its entirety via this computer screen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. A good one in the AFC West. You got the Broncos and the Chiefs. Sid, you start this one. Oh, the the NBC strike gold or what? <laughs> mm -hmm, right? Did they or didn't they? Maybe. Um, I don't know. Who knows? Uh, Let's go through the cheat sheet. I still don't see the game on my cheat sheet. Oh, do we? Nope, that's another game. Anybody can find a point spread for that one. Let me know. But regardless of that, I know Denver's been playing well the last couple weeks. I know they upset the Chargers last week, even though I told you guys that was going to happen. Uh -huh. But I don't think they have enough offense to battle Kansas City. I know ESPN laid out Sports Center today. Kansas Broncos defense stop Patrick Mahomes. The answer is no. Stop it. <laughs> I'm going with the Chiefs. <laughs>
I'm going with the Chiefs for this one, too. Denver has looked a lot better, but I don't think they could hold on to Mahomes. So it's got to be Kansas City. Nine and a half. The, the, the Chiefs. Again, the Chiefs favor okay. by nine and a half. That's the. Yeah, uh, I see it now. Yeah. 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 Now, I would take Kansas City in the points. Yeah. Yeah. I think the Chiefs, I think, you know, the Broncos, you just don't know which team you're going to get with the Broncos. I just don't see them pulling off an upset here. I'm going to pick the, the Chiefs. I just think, yeah, I just think, yeah, I just don't trust yeah. the Broncos at this point of the season. I just don't see it. You know, Teddy Bridgewater is banged up, you know. Yeah, it's just too much. Um, a good one here in the AFC East. You've got the Patriots and the Bills you know, on Monday night. And we get the Manning cast. So we're definitely gonna Yay! have some, uh, Yeah, Yay! we're definitely gonna yeah, we're definitely gonna have some uh some things to say here, no doubt. Um, uh, I'm sure Peyton and Eli will have a lot to say with both Mac Jones and Josh Allen. Um, yeah, this is gonna be one of yeah, this is one of those games where it could go either way, but I'm picking the bills because I think people feel I think they're gonna figure to use the rallying cry that folks are kind of giving up on them, but they're gonna use that as a motivation. Uh, yeah, I know you know Tredavious why I know he's out for the year. He's like one of the heart and soul of that defense. That's a big loss for them. But I believe in the bills, so I'm picking the bills in a close one. Although well, I might look stupid afterwards, but you know, that's okay. Feel free to uh, jump at me if they do end up losing this game on Monday night, but I'm picking the Bills. I got to mention, so here's the deal. Mac Jones, as a rookie, went 4-0 in November. Yes. The last player to do that in his rookie season for November was in 2016, and that was Dak Prescott. So, you know, this is going to be a great matchup. I know that this is the first time the Bills will host a Monday night game in December, just because, you know, the weather and, and stuff like that, Buffalo, you just right. never know. So, uh, you know, the Bills had a great win in, on Thanksgiving, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Patriots won. And because Mac Jones had a phenomenal November, I think he's going to keep it going with this team. And I'm picking New England for this one. Buffalo's favorite by three. I don't know what the weather's going to be like, but regardless, it's going to be a close game. It's going to be a tough game. Okay. For these kids and these phones. <laughs> but regardless, uh, we mentioned it's an AFC East matchup. I know New England's been on the road for the month of November. It goes back to the end of October. Buffalo's trying to get mm -hmm. their game back. Uh, it's not guaranteed that the Patriots are going to make the playoffs, guys. I, I know if they win, they'll pulling I think within a tie uh, with Buffalo for that AFC East lead this is a big game a bigger game for Buffalo all the pressure is on them yeah. they're at home and I, I think they'll win a close one I wouldn't be surprised if it came down to a last second field goal I'm going with Buffalo on the close one the weather on Monday calls for a high of 51 a rainy and a low of 26. okay so oh rain it's gonna be cold at night so yeah, run yeah, the football rain. yeah so rain could be an issue here so uh yeah so you know did you pick uh christine i did yes i said new england oh yeah okay oh it should be yeah it should be a fun one uh all right last but not least uh cardinals and bears like i you know we said it you know throughout the show uh you know murray and uh hopkins are both game time decisions although they're both leaning towards the play roquan smith's a, day, a game time decision we, we may we may see tevin jenkins he's about to be activated uh, from the IR on uh, tomorrow. So we'll see 
if you know we'll see if that becomes a factor. I know, look, I know rain might I know some people would say it could rain. So some people say, you know, but the bare weather thing is so overrated. So yeah, it, it really is. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, exactly, Christy. Uh, look, Colt McCoy has done a really good job, a formidable job. I know they lost. I know they lost to the Panthers their second game out, but they've he's done a really good job. If push if push comes to shove, they'll probably just give it to James Conner, just let him kind of like lead the way. So, and their defense still really good. i you know, it's gonna be a little bit close. I know the Bears will keep it close for a little bit, but I'm going to hit the Cardinals. The Cardinals, they got a lot to play for, trying to keep up with that number one seed in the NFC. You know, with James Conner, I'm picking the uh, the the Cardinals. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Cardinals here too. Here, here's the deal. At one point this season, Arizona had a perfect record. Let Let's remind people that they're nine and two right now. It's a home game for the Bears, but that that honestly doesn't matter. And with the quarterback situ- situation up in the air for the Bears and Arizona. Even when, you know, Lamar Jackson was out, the Bears still couldn't win against against the <laughs> Ravens. So with that being said, I think Arizona is going to win it. I don't know if it's going to be close or not, but Arizona could pull this one out. And Bears, just put in Nick Foles. Save us all the misery and just put in <laughs> Nick Foles. He's literally been sitting on the bench. Just, just give it to him. Just let him have it for one more time. I think that will happen in that last game of the year on January 9th against um, uh, on the road at Minnesota. You may get yeah. your wish, as Matt Nagy says. Goodbye and a big turkey bird to the Bears organization. But yeah. we'll <laughs> wait till then for that to happen. But right. as far as this Sunday is concerned, Arizona's favored by seven points on the road. I know some people may want to throw in the East Coast factor. That's not going to be a factor, no. guys. No, uh, no, may- no. Maybe, the, maybe the weather. But outside of that, the Cardinals are a better team. Plus, Andy Dalton is starting their quarterback for the Bears. Give me a break. I'm going to Arizona. <laughs> yeah, give me a break. No way. Yeah. Completely give me a break. Uh, yeah, those are your picks for week 13 of the NFL. Yeah, we're going. Wow, we're, we're breezing right through here. We're over in December, and it's already week 13 mm-hmm. in the NFL. It's just crazy. So we still got a few more minutes left. Uh, Christy, where do you see uh, – Are you, you got any uh, predictions for the, the, the college football championship, you know, both tonight and tomorrow? Gosh, my Notre Dame team – has had a week. My goodness. <laughs> I didn't see. First of all, congratulations to Marcus Freeman for getting for getting that position. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yes. I don't know if you guys saw the video of, of the players reacting, but yes. oh my God, that says it all right there. Like, I, I'm happy that they went with an in-house hire. I wasn't sure if they were going to do that. There were rumblings that they could offer to the Cincy coach, but then the Cincy coach is playing against Houston, and I don't think they want to do a Brian Kelly and just say goodbye, see you later, nice knowing you type thing. But um, I I hope – I actually – you know, I wouldn't count Houston out tomorrow against Cincinnati. I really wouldn't. And that Michigan and Iowa game, Michigan is riding on a high right now after that big win against Ohio State. Pretty much, you know, anything anything can happen. I liked the analogy that I heard earlier this week. Something about like college football is almost getting big as the NFL. And that's because they're treating their coaches like their CEOs pretty much. And and I like that analogy because they're right. I mean, these athletes are pretty much acting like professionals. They're playing big games. They're in big bowls. And it's just, it's, it's crazy how much college football has changed 
from just five years ago. So I think I'm very interested to see what's going to happen with Cincinnati and Houston because whoever wins that game, Notre Dame's going to play them or someone's going to play Notre Dame. But we'll, we'll see how, how that goes. And Michigan, I'm, I'm hoping that they can get another win out of it because that would be a big one for them, a huge win. Yeah, they got over Ohio over Ohio State last week in the big house, and that's yeah. the first one on the gym. Was having a fun time last weekend. Last yeah, they might be sugar. That's yeah. one monkey that he's gotten off of his back. Uh, I know, Christine. We talked about this earlier, Lakina. I know many people, including yours, surely to a certain extent, will want to see some type of chaos chaos tomorrow. You mentioned Cincinnati. Simple, they win. They're in along yeah. with Michigan, but in the SEC championship game. Georgia versus Alabama. Alabama must win, or they're out. It doesn't matter what Georgia does. Georgia's in no matter what. Yeah. I think they're being uh, their team on yeah. a mission, but Alabama must win. But tomorrow's uh, Big Twelve title game, Oklahoma State wins. Uh, you can see a domino effect. You you really could, and you know what? I I don't doubt Nick Saban and what his team can do. There, there's a reason why people go to Alabama to play. It's not for the scenery. Okay, it's not for the the attractions that Alabama has. It's literally to play for Nick Saban. So I think they're going to find a way to pull out this win. I hope hope they do, and you know they'll be they'll be back in the playoffs like normal, like nothing's changed pretty much. Oh, so you got them upset in Georgia tomorrow? I do. Okay. I do. Ooh, okay. All right. All right, just be, just because nothing nothing surprises me anymore. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, nothing should be surprising. Okay, so uh, you got some uh, sports media news to, to pass along to everybody. Yes, uh, history will be made tonight at six thirty p.m. on ESPN. Beth Mounds, who's the backup TV voice for the Chicago Cubs, uh, she'll be the first uh, woman to call a game uh, as a play-by-play announcer for ESPN. It will be her, Chicago's very own Cassidy Hubbard doing the sidelines, and Jeff Van Gundy doing tonight's Philadelphia 76ers uh, Atlanta Hawks contest. That's the first game on ESPN tonight. So congratulations to Beth Mounds. She'll be the first uh, female to call a game for ESPN uh, as NBA coverage. You know, she's done college football in the past. She was the first female to do Monday Night Football a few years ago. She's the backup uh, NFL voice for CBS at the end of the season for for NFL. So add another uh, accomplishment to her list. So congratulations to Beth yes, Mowers. And number two. Great, yeah. And number two uh, in the national sports radio uh, news, uh, Maggie Gray, who's been co-hosting the midday show, Moose and Maggie on WFAN in New York. She came from CBS Sports Radio a few years ago. You're going to have a prominent female heading the afternoon drive time slide. So Maggie Gray will go from local radio in New York City to national radio. Cool. Uh, she'll be taking yes. over the CBS, CBS Sports Radio's afternoon drive with Andrew Perloff. He's one of the mega producers from the Dan Patrick Show. So those two will team up uh, starting next year on CBS Sports Radio. And uh, Tiki and Tierney, that's Brandon Tierney and a former New York Giants football running back, uh, Tiki Barber. They did uh, national radio for the last several years for CBS Sports Radio. They're, they'll take over uh, the midday spot on WFAN in New York City. So uh, prominent uh, prominent uh, women are taking over these prime spots. So whether we like it or not, uh, get ready. It's here. Oh, we love it. Shush. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I love it too, but of course you got you know, those few people want to troll, yeah. so I'm gonna back them yeah. off, backing them, yeah. I'm backing them off for you guys. So, yeah, yeah, it's just yeah, and I know Maggie's been doing this for years. I think there's no yeah. reason why you know she can't do it. And look, I think 
you know, that's a big loss, but you know, also a big game for CBS radio, sports radio as well. So <laughs> another good one. Also to Beth Miles. I mean, look, I, I remember when she, when she, well, she still does, I think, you know, do, um, you know, she does uh, uh, volleyball. She does, you know, softball. So she's been doing this forever, and I'm glad she's finally getting her due nationally. So good for her. Yep, good for her. Uh, Christine, I uh, wanted to give you a real quick shout. I know we're up against it, but you put out a tweet, uh, a, a picture on Twitter during Thanksgiving. I believe it was on Instagram as well. That uh, Did you actually cook all that food for Thanksgiving? We did. All we right. Did. Oh, right. The reason oh, why I, the reason why I'm giving you your props is because, and I do not I don't want do not want to come off as misogynist or anything like that. If you know me, I just shoot straight from the hip. For those of you, uh, I, I love I love my women. I love women of all shapes and sizes and kinds and all that. But I know I know uh, unfortunately, Lakina, you can relate to this. I know you you can cook as well. I've seen some of your pictures on the Insta, but I know it's a generational thing. But I remember when my late mother cooked. My late grandmother cooked, you know, women could cook. I know there's some men that cook out, yeah. out, out here too, but to some, not all, to some of my younger women, my modern women that refuse to cook due to gender yeah, reasons true. or it's personal true. uh personal it's reasons, true. I don't yeah. need a cookbook. Yes, you do. Yes, if you, you need do. to keep a man and other things, but if you want to want a man to keep a man and get married and help your man through life and keep him happy alone with keeping yourself happy of course you need a cookbook not all of you some of you women out here <laughs> that i don't need a cookbook yes you do cook for your man learn how to do it i guarantee you the man in your life will appreciate it facts i i gotta say this so the ham that we had it's from honey baked ham that's a that's a store here in sioux falls and um, you, they have the ham already cooked the way that they do it. So yeah, all you gotta do, do if you want, you you can heat it up for like two minutes, whatever. They don't recommend it, but I do it anyway. Mm -hmm. um, so the, the ham was already cooked. Um, my boyfriend, he made the green bean casserole. Uh, we both did the gravy and the stuffing. We did a little bit of the mac and cheese and then mashed potatoes. We just put it in the oven and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> good love it well you look i mean look there's all types of apps now you got the food network you got the cooking channel you got all types of you know youtube and you know instagram influencers i mean yeah come on guys you know look ladies and gentlemen too learn how to cook i mean yeah. yes. it, it's just look it, it's look it's you know if nothing I else survive. yeah <laughs> exactly you know look thank you, know, you healthy you know you can splurge a little bit you know mm -hmm. you can cheat a little bit but yeah come on guys you'll learn how to cook i mean yeah, if, if not, you know, for your for anybody else, but for yourself, especially. Yeah. Yes. And if you have kids, teach them how to cook. It's never yes. too early for them to no. teach them how to cook. No, sir. Teach them no. how to cook. I don't need a cookbook. Yes, you do. Yes, <laughs> you do. That's well, now, one, yeah, one more quick reference before we uh, get up out of here. Christine, did you ever uh, see the movie Miss Doubtfire? Yes. Good. You guys know what I'm talking about when I reference this scene. Remember yes. Robin Williams? He had the, on the on the costume. Oh, he, yeah. he had he grabbed all the pre-prepared food at the yes. uh, uh, at the last minute. Yeah. I know some of you folks do that, and we as men, men in general, black men in particular, we could tell when you uh, when you cook the food. Yeah. All that home cooking, the special taste, we could tell. Uh, we could tell when you have when you uh, cooked it from scratch, or when you bought it from Jewel or Jewels. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we could tell. tell. You we can, can tell. tell. So, if Everybody anything else, tell. you need a cookbook. Like Lakina said, there's no excuses anymore. 
Right. You need you a cookbook. We can tell when it's home cooked or when it's in the grocery store. Oh, you can tell. Okay? You can tell. Yeah. We oh, can yeah. tell. So don't fool People us. People can tell. Yeah. People, everyone so, can tell. Boy, exactly. Man, this everyone is a very tell. heated debate. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. I had to I get don't... it off my chest because yeah, I was I inspired somebody... by your picture, Christine, on Thanksgiving. Uh, you said you cooked it. I was out. I'm going to ask her. And I know she's going to be honest. You cooked it. Congratulations. You're an inspiration. It was a team effort. Good. 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 That's, good. Good. That's good. Yeah. I think. Look, Armando, our buddy Armando even said, look, yeah, he's a cook in his family. So, yeah, good good for you. Look, I mean. My dad's yeah. in my family. Yeah, so exactly. So, you know, look, learn how to cook, folks. Men, women, whatever race, you know, like you like yeah. Sid said, get, if you have kids, you know, get them started to cook because, look, it's never too early for them, you know, to learn how to cook. I mean, it's too bad we don't have home economics these days. You know, I would have. Exactly. I would have mm -hmm. kicked home back, you know, when, I, when favorite, I was in high school. My, oh, my yeah. high school guys, we say it all the time. My, no, favorite, my favorite cooking show as a kid, I used to watch the Food Network all the time. So Iron Chef, I love oh, that. Yes. I love mm -hmm. Emerald and his yes. bam, bam. I love it. <laughs> Rachel, bam! <laughs> yeah, Rachel Ray had her show $40 a day. Yes, I love that. Love that. Or um, Good Eats. That was yes. another one that I liked too. Oh my gosh, this brings me back. Yeah. Yeah, I'm also, yeah, all those shows are on YouTube, or you got this if you got Discovery Plus, you can check those out as well. So yeah, there look, there are multiple places where you can uh you know learn how to cook and, and everything else. So there's no excuse anymore, folks. You can't use that as an excuse. But all right, what are you guys looking forward to this weekend really quick? Championship Saturday for being college football. Go Georgia. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Uh, watching football on Sunday and then sleeping. I'm just recovering from a cold. So I've oh. been, yeah. So I've been having my tea and eating my soup. So I'm just going to relax and not do yeah. anything. <laughs> yeah. Probably. Yeah. Probably smart idea to slow down. Yeah. Um, championship Saturday for me, of course, you know, in the NFL slate also too, you got some, you know, also some great college hoops matchup. I think Kansas is playing St. John's tonight. Marquette's playing Wisconsin tomorrow. St. Joe's at Villanova in their, uh, you know, Philly Big Five showdown there. So, yeah, some, some great matchups, too. You got, you know, college football winding down. You got college hoops, you know, starting to, you know, get in the full swing. You know, some of their conference play starting. Uh, yeah, so a lot of great sports coming up this week. Yeah, we're in December, so, you know, we're getting kind of to the nitty-gritty. Also, too, a uh, shout-out to the Blackhawks. They beat the mm -hmm. Capitals last night. Yes, Elzo so, Vexkin and company. Yes, in the shootout. Yeah, so, Shout out to Patrick Kane yeah. with that uh, tremendous yeah. goal in the shootout. 7 3 yeah, under right. the king, Derek King, the head coach. Yeah, yeah. Under three. yeah. so he's starting to earn it. We'll see how he does in the end of the year. Hopefully, maybe the Hawks can make a playoff. playoff maybe. Uh, a chase of, maybe. Uh, for a playoff maybe. spot. Maybe. Maybe. All right. They got uh, a tough one tomorrow night at MSG against the Rangers. Yeah, that's true. Oh, it's not called the New York Strangers. Although they're having a better season. I'm talking about the they New York are. Rangers. They are the top three yeah. in the Eastern Conference. So that should be a fun one there. We'll see how they do against the Rangers. But on that note, you can follow me at Keena McGee on the Twitter and at Keena Score McGee on the IG. You can follow yours truly, Sydney Brown, on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80, that's S I D K I D A 0. S I D K I D A 0. Christine, where can the lovely people follow you? They can follow me on Twitter at cmanica underscore kxrb, right? Wait a minute, right there. <laughs> I know she picked up some followers over the last few weeks. We're proud of you, Christine. Yes. I, I don't know. I don't keep track. <laughs> I'm about to say, I don't either. Oh, don't she's a humble brag. <laughs> yeah, I'll say, yeah I, I don't either. I'll either, Christine. Don't worry. Uh, yeah. Yes, as uh, our buddy Armando said, you know, he said the same thing. 
you know, look, be safe out there, folks. You know, wash your hands. You know, just, just also to just be safe out there, folks, because, you know, it's getting a little crazy out there. So let's, you know, especially with the holidays coming up. So let's, you know, let, let's be good to each other. For Sid and Christine, I'm Lakia. This has been Second City Sports on Sports Social Chicago. And we'll see you next week. To my young ladies and everybody else, you need a cookbook. Yes, you do. Till next time. Holla. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs>